come really hard when I get an abortion. And it's not just because I'm killing a baby. There's actually nerve centers in the back of the uterus that can be stimulated through regular intercourse. The only way to achieve that kind of orgasm is to visit a clinic and have my vagina speculated and scooped on like the bottom of a Ben and Jerry's pint of Meanite. It's dangerous but liberating. Like the adrenaline rush from base jumping or snapchatting nudes to a coworker. Oh yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. Cause it's a very good podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a funny, 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 funny show. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. Hello, I'm Kate Rambo. What's cracking there, Kate? Not much. What's going on with you? I'm chilling like a villain, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> how's, uh, how's the lockdown treating you? Same old, same old. I'm kind of just living the same old life. Every day I'm going to the shops to buy wine, and so is everyone else. Are you just a recluse? Um, I'm not a recluse in the same way that John Steele is a recluse, but um, <laughs> yeah, I want the pubs back. Um, I think this lockdown is a bit of a joke, to be honest. You're not just sitting at home growing a beard and a mullet. Um, oh, I do that for fun anyway. Cursing at the youth. Yeah, the youth. <laughs> yeah, so what is the deal with this lockdown over there? It's the second lockdown. Do they mm. Are they taking it seriously? Are people taking it seriously? Like, are there bobbies outside patrolling no. the streets with their billy clubs? No, not that I'm aware of where I live. But it's a bit stupid because the projected figures that sent us into this lockdown were fake. So we've come into a lockdown because of fake figures anyways. But then it's just come out that I think something like 500 people have just died of the virus, which, you know, is still a bit shit. But nine out of 10 of them were fucking old. Well, isn't that how it is? I mean, it's a virus. Old people die. Yeah, but then uh, young people spread it to the old people. Do you need the old people? I guess that's what, the question. What they should do is say, if you're at risk, if you're an older person or you're an at-risk person, you fucking stay home. And you know what? The rest of us, let us go out and have some fucking fun. It sounds like you're <laughs> preaching some kind of eugenics here. Like, <laughs> just calling the old people. Do they, Wait, do the old people vote for, like, the Tories? Um, the old people are the ones who voted for the Tories. So that's probably why we've got into lockdown. You know, that's a statistic I'd like to see. Mm. Like, with that... Uh, because some of, these, some of these areas that Trump lost was kind of close. I mean, there's, there's mm-hmm. some of the uh, votes are rather close. I wonder how many people there would have voted Republican if they didn't die from the COVID. Because oh, all yeah. the old people, all the olds, you know, they voted for Trump, they vote for Republicans. So I wonder if in some of these places like Georgia, Arizona, maybe not Arizona, because it wasn't that Texas. close. Uh, uh, Pennsylvania, if some yeah. of these people, because I mean, quite a few people died of the COVID. So I wonder if that hurt his stats. Oh, I bet it did. They're all voting in hell right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the chavs? Like, do the chavs abide by the lockdown Fucking rules? Fucking wicked man. Um, if they voted. No, but I mean, would they abide by the lockdown? Like, would they? Like, aren't they scofflaws by their nature? Maybe, but it depends on like what you what you mean by the lockdown. You can't go to town. The sh- like, and the restaurants are shut after ten. But like, you can still walk around. 
Yeah, but can you hang out with a group and shoot dice? What do they do? Do they play shoot dice games? Shoot dice in an alleyway. Like yeah, is that what they do? And like smoke, like vape, and then <laughs> yeah. smoke their weed. Drinking Lucasaid and eating Wearing their track suits, mm. and gold chains. Yeah. The, Listening you know to what? grime. There's no way the police can police it. Is there? If you wanted to go and meet up with 10 of your mates in a park at dark and you're quiet about it, the police aren't going to be there and smoking weed. You can fucking do it. Well, I'm just wondering how, like, I guess, rigorous they are about it. Like, are mm. they coming over and, like, patrolling the streets? Because in the U.S., I mean, sure, you're not, you're not supposed to go into a restaurant or anything, but the restaurants are closed. Yeah. You know, and from, at least in California. But you can still eat outside. You know, there's bars or serving drinks outside. You know, and no one's having shows. But the other day, I got an email um, saying that there's, because there's, in LA, there's lots of after hours parties. Yeah. And usually you have to be on like an email list and they'll send it to you and they'll be like, after hours party on Saturday, you know, register here or sign up here. Be there, buddy. Well, no, and then the, like usually like around like 1 a.m., they'll send you the location. Yes. And so I started getting those emails again. So that means that there's like underground after hours parties going on again. Well, do you know what? I do kind of agree with it now. It's gone on for the better part of a year. Okay. You people, I personally only know one person who's had it. And she's a young lass and she bounced back within a week. I don't know anyone who's actually died from it. But in this time since March, I can tell you about four people I know who've died of cancer and two people I know who've died of suicide. So are you saying it's a pandemic? It's a pandemic. It's, it's a pandemic oh to God. hurt Trump's economy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'd be popular it. in America. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that things need to change now. It's obviously not working. Your country's reaction to it isn't working. Um, my country's reaction to it is not working. Well, is I it? mean, I don't think herd immunity works either, but... But the fact of the matter is... Well, no one knows. Yeah, but I still think you could be safe. What did... Uh, was it the Flaming Lips that played that show where everyone had to, like, go inside a bubble? Did you Fuck see that? the Flaming Lips. <laughs> Fucking most would you boring do that? band on this would you world. Would you go inside one of those... Like, be a bubble girl... To go to a show? Do you know what? I'd rather catch the COVID than go see Flaming <laughs> Fucking Lips. All right. Would you go... Let's say you got tickets to uh, an underground wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. Or like... Or not even underground. Let's say you got tickets to like... Is there like a British wrestling league? There is. Icy Dub from Glasgow. That's my nearest one. So uh, are you... You sound like you're a fan. Are you a fan of the Icy Dub? I do like Icy Dub. Yep. I've been to see it. <laughs> wait, so how often... Wait, do you still watch professional wrestling? On and off. Very on and off because I became very disillusioned of it around the year 2004. Is what what caused you? What did you were like? This is just, fake. Yeah, like, well, suddenly it, did it dawned start on you. To change. It did start. To, no, I've always known it's like a fake story, even lying. But it did start to change. A lot of my favorite wrestlers left. There was new wrestlers in that wasn't necessarily into the whole CM Punk thing. Like pissed me off, and I just wasn't as into it. I what also to CM grew up Punk? a bit. Oh, CM Punk did this whole fucking speech where he sat down and told Vince McMahon about how he's running wrestling into the ground and he tried to make it because, you know, he's a straight edge, straight edge punk kid. Yeah, He tried to bring like punk principalities into it. It's like, oh, it was very, very, it's a riddy, as they say in Glasgow, proper riddy. Much like uh, most sports, my knowledge is just pretty limited to like, I don't know, up to the the year 1993, maybe or 92. Like, I don't know anything about sports these days. I don't. I probably know more about wrestling than I do any of the sport. So, wait, were you a big fan? Like, did you actually go to like a WWE? Yeah, I went twice. Thing? Like a WrestleMania. <laughs> yes, I did. Not WrestleMania. <laughs> they came over here and I went to go see them in Manchester and Birmingham when did I was your, like 13 and 14. Did your drunk dad take you? No. 
He did not. He was too drunk to drive, probably. He, he probably was too drunk. <laughs> Who took you? We went with um, I went with my younger brother the first time, and his like friend's dad took us with like another friend, and then I went with some like school people the next time. Why were you so into wrestling? Like, what was it? Well, I grew up watching it with two brothers. And uh, then, were, was it was it really popular here? Like as big oh, as yeah. it was in the U.S. Yeah, wrestling like Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, Macho Rock, Man, Randy Savage. Yes, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin was huge here. Wrestling was huge. So, who were your favorite childhood wrestlers F- from like the old era? It was always Rowdy Roddy. Loved him, and I loved Jake the Snake. Do Jake you remember the Snake. them? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Rowdy Roddy Piper and they live. Yeah, yeah, he's great in that. And then I loved. Um, the Undertaker as well. Everyone and loves The Undertaker. Is my Although favorite. he fucking needed to retire about 15 years ago. He's pissed all over his legacy. Well, he's not even in it anymore. I mean, he retired, right? No. He's he still keeps, around. He keeps coming back. Well, he might have retired yeah, now. Yeah, but he's got to be like fucking, fucking hope to God he has. a septuagenarian these <laughs> yeah. days. How old is that guy? Like 65, he's, 70? He's awful as well. In fact, I think he came, I think he was in the Royal Rumble this year. I can't remember. I didn't watch it. Do they have like a geriatric lead? <laughs> like, I don't get he, it. He's the king of it. No, but you know how like sometimes they do with uh, the mm. NBA. They have like the retired mm-hmm. like guys oh, come and they out like Jabbar and all yeah. that. And their canes. Mm-hmm. They do that with wrestling? No, but they do have Hall of Famers. Because I remember when there was that whole thing with Chris Benoit after he oh, yeah. died. They we talked about him on the show. They wiped him from the record. Oh, well, Even though technically, he was never one of my favorite, like, Raw Reservoir era wrestlers. He was never one of my favorites, but technically, he's one of the best wrestlers who ever wrestled. How old were you when you were into wrestling? Like, when I was really getting into it, I was probably about the age, like, 11 to 16. Watched it a long time. I was watching when Owen Hart died. Oh, bro, I'm Brett the Hitman Hart's brother. Yeah, so when I remember he that guy. dropped I remember from those. the ceiling, but there was a time delay because we used to have the pay-per-views. There was a time delay, so it cut to the crowd, but we all knew something was going on. Well, they, and they I've they got it on show videotape. It, did they? Pardon? They didn't show it. No, yeah. but they did in America. I guess I have seen it. I remember the documentary on Brett the Hitman Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually showed footage of it, of him falling. Yeah. Whose fault was that? Like, was it just a it's machinery just malfunction or something? Mistake. Yeah, it just happened. Tragedy. He died. Tragic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was a good wrestler, but again, never one of my favorites. So, who did you have like posters of wrestlers on your wall? I did. Like, who is who? Okay, who did you have up on your wall? <laughs> I had mainly mankind. The, mainly the Rock. I the did Rock. have it. Yeah, Rock was my favorite. I did have mankind posters. Wait, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson was totally my favorite. Are you I still love- a fan? I'm well. Of I'm less films, of a fan of his fine now. films. He, he, do you know what? He does. He's very funny in his films, and he does do what is intended. But he was a fucking great wrestler, and I loved him when he was a heel. He was so good. I, he was a he was a bad guy. He was a bad he, guy. Well, he was always kind of a, a bad guy. I thought people loved him. I didn't know that. Tell you, he like awoken. He w- helped awaken my sexual identity. Wait, did his, you masturbate his to his Oh, uh, I definitely had wanks over The Rock. You yeah. went to The Rock. Yeah. I also had Stone Cold posters on my wall. And sometimes <laughs> if I'm like wanting to pump myself up, I'll like listen to his pump theme song. Up. What was the wait, what was the theme song? <laughs> it's of Stone like Cold? it's it's like glass breaking that goes Do you do you like pump yourself up before you go on stage? Sometimes. No, that's like usually when I'm like, oh fuck, I don't want to go to work today. Also I'll listen to this. And I love Degeneration X as well. They're like the road dog. Your ass better call somebody. I thought it was just the British Bulldog was the only British uh, wrestler. 
I'm trying to think who was a British wrestler during the War is War era. I can't remember. He was around for a while, but he died. I remember when he died. British Bulldog died? Mm-hmm. Did he have like another equipment S- malfunction? Fucking steroids, wasn't oh, it? Oh, steroids. Well, that's how the most Muslim go. Mm-hmm. They live harder and party harder than any rock star. <laughs> So we did you and your brother like do pile drivers on each other? Yeah, and, like, we totally and things like that. Each of it. It's not, it's a, yeah, it's a pile driver. Yeah, we used to do like um, clothes hangers and all that shit. <laughs> um, but the main, my main move was the walls of Jericho, which really hurts. Wow, I can't believe you masturbated to the rock. <laughs> did masturbate to the rock? <laughs> you masturbated to the rock. It's insane. So, what are your sentiments on handicapped pro wrestling? I masturbated to that also. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We mentioned this, I don't know, a couple weeks ago on the Patreon. Mm -hmm. Kate was like, oh, you've never seen retard wrestling. And I was like, what, is that something that happens in the north of England? Um, Yeah. But no, actually, it's something that happens in Japan. It is. And it's popular. Super popular. Yeah. Well, wrestling is very popular in Japan. Yeah, it's they take the sport very seriously. It's still a sport over there. It's entertainment now. Well, I think it's a sport where I mean, you in can America. make a lot of money. I mean, it's still a sport oh, yeah. in the. It's yeah, those guys make a, a decent amount of money in oh, America, yeah. but I think in Japan, you can have a career out of it. You can. Whereas, like, I don't know, those guys in America, like, how long do they last? It depends who you are, what you're doing, how Just, it goes. Yeah, but in I mean, Japan, I guess, like, you could be a wrestler for twenty years. And a lot of a lot of American guys go to Japan. They do for training. Like I was saying, Shane McMahon, he went over there and wrestled for a while just because it's so prestigious. Who's Shane? Is Shane McMahon related to Vince? He is his son, yes, and he's also CEO of WWE. He helps run the company with Stephanie, Triple H, and Vince McMahon, who also needs to fucking retire. With Stephanie, his daughter? Yes. She's married to Triple H. Remember Triple H? No, I don't know anything. Triple H used to be married to China. China. Have you ever seen the China porn? No, China's in a porn. China is in a porn. I'm going to send you it later. I'll have to check that Her out. clit is like the size of a chihuahua. Oh, you were talking about this. Uh, you, you were talking about this when we did um, the uh, overkill. Yeah. Is it the wrong overkill yeah, this week? Yeah, I can't ever get the You're talking about her elongated clitoris. Yes. <laughs> Sexy. Sexy. <laughs> yeah, when I was in Japan um, visiting, uh, I was hanging out with a few guys there, longtime listeners, shout out there to uh, the Japanese fans that showed me around Tokyo. Uh, they took me and Danny out to go see, um, it's called Deathmatch Wrestling. Yeah. You heard of that? Yeah. It was crazy. I talked about it on the show, but I mean, they had like fucking barbed wire and they had uh, like uh, fluorescent light bulbs that they're smashing over each other's faces mm-hmm. and cutting into their heads. I mean, it was really bloody, very violent. And uh, the, half the audience was female, screaming. They want to see the claret. Uh, they, yeah. they really did. They wanted to see the claret. And it's, I couldn't believe it. These guys were crazy. I didn't know that there's also... Retarded people, like a retarded wrestling league, mm-hmm. handicapped pro wrestling. Had I known about that, I might have wanted to see both. Because <laughs> now I'm kind of like, what? This, this whole thing's going on. I don't know if it's as common, though, as the Deathmatch or Big, in J- or Big Japan, I think, is the other league. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, retarded wrestling, obviously, Deathmatch wrestling, I think, happens like weekly. But I think retarded wrestling is like monthly. Oh, it's monthly. Yeah, I think it's yeah, like a few times like that, a year. But it's still, yeah. after sumo wrestling retarded wrestling is the most bet upon even though gambling is illegal there people bet on is the most bet upon sport in all of japan (laughs) so people have their favorites so these guys they're known as dog legs the fighters have cerebral palsy 
Um, some have like nerve wasting diseases, even clinical depression. Oh, well, yeah. well, they're at Blind an advantage people. then. The depressions are at an advantage if you're able bodied. Depressed people. Uh, tickets cost only about 15 pounds. So, what is that like? Maybe $25? It's pretty cheap. That's not that bad. Um, yeah, and these guys, there's like a documentary actually about it called uh, Dog Legs. It was done by a New Zealander. Um, but yeah, they're men and women as young as seven who have a range of mental and physical disabilities and they fight each other. There's amputees. Um, alcoholics, they even have alcoholics what? fight each other. <laughs> I don't know how fair that is for an amputee to if fight If this is my league, I would have the alcoholics beating up the depressives. <laughs> Just, well, aren't they both kind of depressed? Well, they kind of walk hand in hand together, don't they? So, in like, a way. Yeah, they belong together. Yeah, I wonder if you could just match up your mental illnesses, like the depressed people against the bipolars. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it works like that. I thought, I need, I think it's kind of unfair, though, to have dis- depressed people fighting a disabled person. Well, yeah, it seems like they're at an advantage because they're able-bodied. But you can see this on, uh, you know, you could do a search on YouTube for handicapped pro wrestling, and you'll see these guys. Like, there's, you know, guys with, like, with, like flabidomite guys yeah, with, like, tiny flippers yeah. and, uh, yeah, and, like, people who have no legs and, and just a torso. Guys. There's Down syndrome wrestlers yeah. fighting each other. I mean, to me, I would pay way more than $25 to see that. Um, Tokyo, Japan, this happens in Tokyo. Uh, the organizers of the of the league, the guys that started Dog Legs, say it's non exploitative. They're just trying to break <laughs> down misconceptions about disabled people. And you know, it is kind of strange, but Jan- I mean, and we've spoken about this before because we've profiled some serial killers who are mm-hmm. just specifically targeting disabled people. But Japan has a really fucked up viewpoint on uh, mentally disabled people and mental health in general. They do. And they're, them trying to say that this is bringing light to it is total fucking bullshit. They just want to see like vegetables fighting each other. Well, it's kind of, I remember when uh, I saw the the, uh, the movie What Is It? It's a movie by Crispin Glover. Oh, yeah. Which is I've basically, not seen this. Oh, it's excellent. You should check yeah. it out. It's, uh, well, you should check it out if you like to see people with Down syndrome having sex and crushing snails. They do a lot of that. Did you wank to it? I couldn't. I was in a theater. But afterwards, when I got home. Pussy. <laughs> um, but, but I remember I went and saw it, the premiere in San Francisco. Chris McGlover was there. And they played the, the movie at the Castro Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, they played the movie. And then afterwards, he came out for a Q&A. And all of these, like, libtard San Francisco people were enraged. Were they? Oh, my God. They were oh, just okay. like, how dare you exploit these people? These people who can't decide whether or not. I'm pretty sure he fucking paid them. Well, I I think he did. But he was just like, I had their parents, their keepers, sign an agreement. (laughs) Like, they signed a form. I mean, you know, I wasn't exploiting them. They were having fun. There was candy. This is like, (laughs) okay, I'm sure. But this kind of sounds similar. Um, Yeah, the guy that did the documentary, which uh, I was looking for, you know, I don't like to, uh, you know, sometimes it's like, if it's on Netflix or Amazon or something, I'll check it out. But if it's not, then I might have to go search for it illegally. Um, and I couldn't find it. Yeah, what's the documentary called? It's called Dog Legs. It's called Dog yeah. Legs. And yeah, sometimes, I've never like, seen it. Well, sometimes the older documentaries come out on uh, YouTube. Oh, yeah, people but upload them. You can see clips from it. Um, I'm definitely going to probably end up having to buy this one. Because I think you can pay mm. for it on Amazon. I think I'm just going to suck it up and pay for it. Because I watched yeah. a bunch of clips, and I'm like, it's pretty great. It's not, it's not as good as a real thing, but I want to check it out. Uh, it came out in 2015. This guy, Heath Cousins, a uh, director um, from New Zealand, heard about the phenomenon, and he went and checked it out. And, uh, yeah, he was just like, you know, these. he, he said it's kind of funny in a way and very self-aware. 
Like they, they want you to reflect on what you're watching, but they're actually having fun. Because a lot of these disabled people are hidden away in Japan. Oh, yeah. And so I bet they are. this is a way for them to come out and perform. And mm-hmm. people are paying for them to perform. Because it is viewed over there. It's, it's like, it's a shame. It's a weakness. It's a weakness. It's yeah. a shame. There's no places you can really go because there's no like wheelchair access. And like people look down upon you, literally. I think... I've read that they're changing that, but when I was in Tokyo, I was quite surprised. I'm like, well, even the hotels don't even have like handicap accessible yeah. like um, elevators and mm-hmm. things like that. And the bathrooms weren't. The bathrooms were tiny. I yeah, think you I've could heard fit about it for years that they just it's very it's a shameful thing. But I, I, but I think part of it is like you know they want people who have disabilities to be out of sight mm-hmm. because you're not a fit member of society, mm-hmm. and so they are defying the stereotypes by wrestling. So I, I kind of see how. It can be somewhat empowering. At the same time, they're making money off of this. Yeah, you know the, they are. The Yakuza's making a lot of money off of Especially if people are betting on it, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the organizers say they're smashing preconceptions about how disabled people should, should behave in public. Um, the director said the fights are not for profit, and the ticket price covers the cost of the venue and Liar. installing a temporary <laughs> ring. Liar! I don't know. But yeah, the fights are hardcore because, uh, you know, here's two people who can't move. You know, they say that uh, (laughs) he says it's kind of like performance art Mm -hmm. in a sense, which I guess I can kind of see that. Who do you think would win in a fight between a blind guy and a deaf guy? It's like that, isn't it? Who do you think would? Well, I mean, in in a way, one of the bouts pitted the blind giant against a profoundly deaf opponent. Yeah. I put my money on the deaf guy. He can see. I'm going for the deaf guy, too. Yeah, he can see. But I guess yeah. this is a blind giant, so maybe but not. But, you know, they say blind people have heightened senses. Or like Daredevil? Yeah, so, I fucking like... fucking hated Daredevil. Fuck that guy. I've, well, Stupid don't ask lawyer, me about any fucking lawyer. superhero movie. I hate them all. Marvel is shite. Yeah, but you, you love DC pro wrestling. shite. <laughs> yeah, it's different. <laughs> that's, that's real. Do you know um, what? Pro wrestling, if you... All right, well, you go up and pick a a 20-pound man up and spin him around and then land him safely on the ground. An able-bodied man or a disabled guy? Both. Because if he's like a torso, I can do that. Yeah. But if it's a big... You'd have a rage of boner if it was a torso. (laughs) But, you know, wrestling isn't fake. Wrestling, the storylines might be fake, but wrestling's real. It's scripted, but yeah, the stunts, Mm -hmm. they're they're definitely doing real stunts. Whereas these disabled-bodied people, they're not going to, like, wrestling schools in Calgary run by the Hitman family to learn how to land safely so you don't wreck your spine. These people are levering each other, aren't they? They're being told, get in this ring and hit the other person. I I mean, in a way, it's like... Yeah, how is that not exploitative? Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of like backyard fighting, you know, mm, like Kimbo Slice like, or something. Yeah, a hobo with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> um, the movie, actually, uh, Dog Legs, um, focuses on the, the hero's name, Sambo Shintaro, who, um, what, what's wrong with this guy? Oh, he has cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. and he dreams of a respectable life outside the ring, and he ends up fighting another guy, and it's it's kind of like the it culminates in the battle between these guys, this other guy has like a neck supported in a brace and uh, they end up fighting in the end. But I mean, it's really popular. Tons of people go and check this out. Um, and yeah, I mean, they, and they kind of laud the wrestlers. Like it's, it's a popular thing. Um, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely go check it out. You know, it sounds like the, their aims not to make, you know, they're not, they're not staging a freak show. I was so about they to say, say, 
yeah, let's be honest about this. If you or I are to go to Tokyo ever to see retard wrestling, we're going there for the freak show angle. <laughs> we're not going there because we're supporting people with disabilities. We're going there to see disabled people fight each other. It's exploitative, and I'm very open to be like, that's why I'm here. I'm willing to give money to uh, endorse that. In yeah. fact, I mean, I would, I would, if I could, I would start a league in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, but I it would be different. Would be yeah, would yeah, actually the... like promote it properly. Whereas over here, the, it's all in the UK. Yeah, even in the US and the UK, it would be different. And I think like, in the US, it would paid. be boycotted. In, I don't think they would allow it. In Japan, these wrestlers are not getting paid. Yeah, well, it doesn't sound like these guys are. But I mean, the the big in Japan guy or the big Japan guys and mm-hmm. deathmatch guys make money. No, they're different. Like those, they're real wrestlers on this retarded wrestling league. They're not getting paid, <laughs> are they? Probably not. Um, it, you know, this kind of reminds me. This, so, Dog Legs came out in 2015. I got to check it out. But it kind of reminds me of. Uh, have you ever seen a documentary called Murder Ball? No. It came out in 2005, and it's about the U.S. Quad Rugby Team which is a team composed entirely of young, like, paraplegic men mm-hmm. playing rugby. And they, like, have these outfitted wheelchairs, and they're, like, you know, they have, like, full contact competitive rugby. It's kind of gnarly. Yeah, I've not seen that. But the same kind of thing. They're, like, we're defying stereotypes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we'll get on the field with a real rugby team. Let's see how <laughs> that goes. <laughs> but but the, the thing is, it's like, I bet you if I was in a wheelchair, they'd kick my ass in about two seconds. Yeah. You know, no, they surprised. would. So, so with the mentally ill, you know, disabled people. Well, Japanese they could do wrestling. that to you probably now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So um, in, Jap- in Japan, the word for mental illness is called kokoro no biyuki. Kokoro no yubuki. Yeah. And uh, it just roughly translates into mental illness. And uh, people with mental illnesses are considered deviants, mm-hmm. weak, outside the norm. And their existence itself is a barrier from them becoming a full member, like a full functioning member of society. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes families with uh, members who have like their mental illness or disabled, they feel there's something wrong with their bloodline. <laughs> and so no they wonder, feel deep shame. No wonder like the country's going to have no people in it within 100 years time. Well, don't they already say that they, you know, people aren't reproducing? No, they're and, not. Because no all the women no want children. Yeah, yeah. And like a lot of people, I forget the term, they like when we were there. You know, a lot of women just uh, instead of having a, their sexual outlet is to go pay for this for the this like socialization with these hosts. They yeah. don't have sex. Yeah, they just want the company of they men. They just want to flirt. Whereas most men, they're happy just fucking a pillow. You know, it's <laughs> and that's that's fine. They relationship with a pillow and they're mm-hmm. on their computer and that's 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 fine. No families. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen to that that uh, that population. But this mindset of um, you know being. Um, prejudice towards the mentally ill has reigned for hundreds of years. And I think part of it is just like not really understanding the causes of mental illness or having any idea of how to treat it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, they, they, they're, they're completely ashamed of it. And, and the thing is, there's a lot of mental illness in Japan. Not yeah. to mention, I mean, depression, like we've all heard of the suicide forest. Yeah. Um, Akigahara, which is like one of the world's most used suicide sites. I think even more popular than the Golden Gate Bridge. But uh, Japan has the highest prevalence of schizophrenia in the world. Does it? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. And it's, you know, and people, even like the psychiatric terms for schizophrenia are, are sometimes just insults or, la- or like labels. Like yes. the way they, um, for example, what they used to call schizophrenia, they recently changed the name, but what they called it for a long time 
Wissation Bunritso Ju, which is mind split disease. Mind split disease. That's what they said. It's like uh, this person had, you know, a mind split, and that's why they are like that. And so they changed it recently in the 90s, not that long ago, but Tugo Situ Shao, which means an integration disorder. Right. Instead of mind split disease. You're doing very well with these pronunciations, by the way. Well, I'm not reading it in Japanese letters. <laughs> <laughs> reading it in Janglish. Japanese letters. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. And I think what happens is this prejudice and this bias towards a lot of the mentally ill and the disabled people leads to incidents such as the one that we covered in a couple of years ago of Satoshi Umatsu, who um, murdered 19 residents at a mental uh, or at a, a care home for Japanese people with disabilities. Yeah, I know about that murders, but you know they were all wrestlers. That he it was a care home for retard wrestlers. All the people in the disabled mm-hmm. people were at former wrestlers. Well, no, were still wrestlers because he himself was an ex sumo wrestler, and then he got kicked out of sumo wrestling because he was a fucking lazy shit. And then he ended up working in he that care he's home. He's not even that big. He's like kind of a skinny guy. Yeah, he was like um, the bitch. To the sumo wrestlers he would you know go and get <laughs> them they whatever they wanted bitch? he would change like you know the towels and stuff like that oh, so wait, he wasn't a wrestler himself oh, no 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 he was not a wrestler but after he got because like to be he was like a handler yeah there's a lot of like rituals you have to entail when you're a sumo wrestler and because he was lazy and he was not hard working and he didn't adhere to like the rules of sumo wrestling they kicked him out and he ended up working in that care home yeah, it was called uh, it's a, just a care facility in Sagamihara, southwest tokyo and that was full of retard wrestlers. So Rotundo wrestlers in mm-hmm. this care. I guess I did not gloss over that. It was kind of like. I think we discussed that when we did the story. It was swept under because obviously of the shame of it in Japan. They didn't want to admit, number one, that we have care homes for these type of people. And number two, that it's all retard wrestlers. What well, makes me wonder if anyone with disabilities is forced to wrestle in Japan? I kind of get the impression that they might be. <laughs> so it's the only way to bring honor to your family is to step into the ring? ring yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's pretty great. honorable, though. That's what they did great. in Spartan times. <laughs> but so 24 other residents and two care workers were injured. So this guy killed 19, stabbed to death 19 people while they were sleeping, and he killed or he injured 24 other residents and two care workers in, one of, in what was considered one of post-war Japan's worst mass killings. You know what the grossest part of that massacre was? was that he packed himself two sardine sandwiches and he ate them during the massacre. After? Oh, he ate them while he was killing people. You know, he'd go and like stab slash up somebody in their bed and then go to the next one and stab slash somebody up in their bed. And then he had like take some... Take a sa- Take a couple bites of a sardine sandwich. Oh, God. And move on to the next one. <laughs> That's so gross, isn't it? You're like my little packed lunch. It's just like, why not eat the lunch afterwards? Aren't you... This guy's a true sociopath. Yeah. I mean, if he's hungry during that. Like, can you imagine, right? So so you're asleep in your bed, you're an invalid, you can't move, and somebody's leaning over you to stab you, and they have sardine fish breath. <laughs> that is so... I would be like, just kill me faster. And you're fucking disabled, so it's not like you can run away. No, you'd be like, your breath, man. Your breath oh, is disgusting. God. Speaking of uh, psychopaths, um, or sociopaths, or me both, uh, this guy is another guy who just fueled by hatred. Another guy. Another guy, fueled by hatred of disabled people. Um, he killed two disabled people, one just hor- in a horrifically violent fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, he's known as the Kobe child killer. Yes. Yeah, a real psychopath. I think this kid's more of a psycho. This guy's more of a psychopath 
then I would say a sociopath. Um, so this crime took place in uh, Kobe, Japan, 1997. Claimed the lives of Jun Hasi, 11-year-old, and uh, Ayaka Yamashita, who is 10 years old. Um, this guy called himself Sak- Sakanki Bara, which is an alias that in Japan Japanese spells the Chinese characters Alcohol Demon Rose. That's pretty cool. It's kind of a, <laughs> kind of a cool name. Yeah, it it's is. like Devil May Cry or something. It's pretty cool. But this guy really hated the disabled. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of people, there's probably a lot of murders I of think disabled it, people that we don't even know about. I think probably the majority of Japan will hate disabled people because that's the culture they're raised in. But I don't think they murder them violently, most of them. Well, there is a lot of murders in Japan. Yeah, there are, there are a lot of murders. For such a tiny island. So this happened in February 1997. Um, so this guy uh, attacked three schoolgirls. It doesn't say if they're disabled, but uh, there are three schoolgirls who actually escaped. Mm-hmm. Um, they escaped Saito Sakikabara. However, just a month later... He was hanging outside of an elementary school, and a 10-year-old girl was not as lucky as the other school girls. He bludgeoned her to death with a steel pipe. In front of everyone? Uh, no, I think she was uh, behind the school. He just found her. Yeah. And, uh, she like a lone, kind of lone, uh, lone creature here. And uh, yeah, and he just bludgeoned her to death with a steel pipe. He was obviously hunting. Yes. And so he found this yeah, girl. Yeah, he's got a steel pipe. He, he's going to kill someone. And, you know, he might have been, she's probably mentally disabled. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what he was, seems to be his uh, victim of choice. And he, so he probably coaxed her over. And he recalled his first kill. He said, I carried out a sacred experiment today to confirm how fragile human beings are. I brought the hammer down when this girl turned to face me. I hit her a few times, but I can't remember because I was too excited. Ooh. Yeah. He was wanking, wasn't he? Definitely he was wanking. Definitely wanking. This. Definitely wank bank this. <laughs> um, in his home later on, when they when they uh, finally arrested him and uh, searched his uh, his abode, uh, they found a diary in which he described the murder of Ayanka. He says, um, "Yeah, he said that uh, he grabbed her, forced her to face him, and then he just hammered her face. Hammer smash face. Hammer smash face till he couldn't recognize her." Wow. He couldn't even recognize her as a girl anymore. Whoa. Yeah. A 10-year-old girl. But, I mean, that's just hatred. Yeah. Pure violence. Yeah, violence that's frenzy, isn't it? What was What's the Viking word when you get in? Berserker. Berserker so, mode. Berserker, berserker mode, yeah. So this guy had originally killed and tortured small animals. And, they uh, always do. They always do. And he worked his way up to killing children. Yeah. I don't know if this guy would have taken on an, an actual adult because mm-hmm. it sounds like... Uh, well, how old is he? We'll get to that. Ooh. Um, so the next murder would only be a few months later. Much more gruesome than smashing a little girl's face in. Uh, this was the killing of June Hasi, who was an 11-year-old student um, who was also in the same school as Ayaka, um, which makes me think that uh, she was disabled as well. Um, he was part of the special needs class, which had uh, kids with mental and physical disabilities. Okay. Uh, he had Down syndrome. Right. Um, so the details of this murder uh, were vividly reported, um, not only by the media, but also by Sak- Sakaki Bara himself in his book. He wrote a memoir. He wrote a tell-all book. He wrote a tell-all pe- memoir that came out in 2015. I want this book. Um, yeah, while he was in prison, he wrote this. I, don't, I bet you couldn't find it, although it was very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, he claims to have strangled and eventually decapitated Jun Hasi on the slopes of a nearby mountain with a handsaw. Wow. Yeah, probably not that difficult to uh, kill a kid with Down syndrome. Um, 
He then carried the boy's body into the bathroom at his home, where he locked himself in, and he committed a deed far more heinous than murder. Oh, he fucked that dead dead boy's body, didn't he? Oh, wait, had he taken the head off by this point or not? Yeah, no, he uh, he decapitated the... the uh, well, he took the body in, but then he, he took the head into the bath. Oh, no, actually, he, he had the whole, the whole head the whole in body the body. At this point. Yeah, the whole body I was wondering, because, like, you know, Ed Kemper, he fucked his dead mother's head. I'm thinking, is this going to be this type of situation where he's fucking this little boy's head? Did Ed Gee never fuck his mother? No, his mother died, and he lives up with her corpse, right? Not sure if he slept with a corpse or not, but he like locked up that part of the house and he never went back into her her quarters of the house. But he kept the corpse Christine. though. I think it was there. No, no, she was Did Christian Beru. Yeah, and he bawled his eyes out. Oh, I thought for some reason I thought he lived with the corpse for a while. So Ed Kemper actually murdered his mother and uh, fucked the fucked the head. Fucked the head, and then like the that eyeball? same night he also got round his mother's best friend and murdered her. Did he fuck her head too? Not sure if he fucked his mother's best friend's head, but he definitely fucked his mom's. Would that be a menage head. a trois? A menage a trois. <laughs> um, so yeah, the uh, so he committed a deed far more heinous than murders. So he obviously um, committed some necrophilia here. Covered that little boy in cum. He probably did. He probably did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deed most likely refers to committing sexual acts with a corpse, as Sakika Bara calls himself an incorrigible sexual deviant. That's what he calls himself. Yeah. <laughs> That's on his Tinder bio. <laughs> oh, he definitely skull fucked this kid. The eyes had been gouged out and the mouth had oh. been slit from ear to ear. Oh, my word. Is that a Chelsea smile? Yeah, that's a Chelsea smile. Yeah. God, that's kind of weird. If you think about it. Stretching it out, it's not going to be. Do you, think, do you think he did that with his cock? He's just got a really sharp, <laughs> <laughs> sharp cock. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I doubt it. Um,. Leaving the headless body under the house, he then took the head. And this is pretty fucked up. He placed it at the gates of the elementary school. So the, the special needs school, he takes the student With who the he just decapitated, he just defiled, yeah. the eyes gouged out. A Chelsea um, smile. Yeah. And uh, he put the, the head right at the gates of the elementary school, right in the open to be discovered by the neighborhood kids, parents, and the school staff. And the weird thing about it, he had a he- the head had a note shoved in its mouth, written in both Japanese and English. The note, covered in semen. He came in that little boy's head, didn't he? He came a lot. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah, it is a lot. So he was a a very horny guy. He's got a a good recovery period, isn't he? (laughs) He certainly does. I imagine this for him is his ultimate fantasy, so he's just going to keep going. It's probably like how some men wanted to have sex with Pamela Anderson back in the day. You're just going to keep it up. A lot of guys probably wanted to skull fuck Pamela Anderson. (laughs) Keep it up, guys. Um... This guy, uh, uh, Seito Sakakibara, was a fan of serial killers, obviously. Oh, like me. Um, particularly the Zodiac Killer. Okay. And so the note that he left, the cummy note, um, had marks that was resembling the mark of the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Uh, the note read, this is the beginning of the game. You please guys stop me if you can. I desperately want to see people die. It's a thrill for me to commit murder. A bloody judgment is needed for my years of great bitterness. And was this just bitterness towards, like, rotundos? Oh, just life in general. Yeah, I don't know. And listen to this. This is even worse. Just to make matters worse here, the janitor who found the, the, the Down syndrome kid's head at the gate of the school also reported finding two mutilated cat remains with their paws cut off Aww. and dead pigeons on the school grounds oh, I like a couple weeks too. before. 
He definitely worked his way up. So after this brutal decapitation, um, apparently in the news media, they mispronounced his name, Sakaki Bara, and I guess they spelled it wrong. Mm-hmm. And so he was really, really upset about that. Oh, okay. And he was taunting the police. He sent them another note that said, from now on, you misread my name or spoil my mood, I will kill three vegetables a week. He's up in vegetables. Yeah, obviously uh, referring to the mentally disabled. So he's like the BTK sending out his little love poems to the police. Yeah, but he didn't hate Rotundos, though, BTK. That we know about. But he did taunt. The Zodiac Killer also taunted. He uh, did, yeah. Th- this so guy did was definitely. Yeah, well, this guy was definitely taking a lesson from the serial killers. You know? Yeah, he was. He says, if you think I can only kill children, you are greatly mistaken. Well, children with mental disabilities. Yeah, it's kind of like killing um, a cat on some levels. Yeah, so he was he was very he was very upset about it. The question is why mental or physical disabilities? Like, why would he pick on them? Nature versus nurture, isn't it? Is it because of the culture he was raised in to hate? I think. Or it's, did something happen to him in his childhood? I think it's convenience. Con- could be and convenience just ease of as well. uh, murder, you know. But is that not just because the entire culture around you is ashamed of these people, don't think they should exist, and they hide them away? And you're told since you're a child that it's that it's, a it's just shame thing. that these people even exist. Yeah, and they're like taking money from our government and they're wasting time. You don't know, like, there's not much about his background, is there? Because you could have said he had a brother who maybe had mental disabilities. Yeah, they don't actually know too much about his background. He even really write about it, other than the the key kills. This is what they animals. do in Japan, though. They're like very, very good at keeping details out of the public. I wonder if this guy was a fan of uh, Rotundo wrestling. Oh, yeah, he was probably there. Weekly. I mean, maybe if he was, he probably wouldn't start murdering them because they'd eventually become, you know, oh, yeah, champion they would wrestlers. Oh, yeah, they'd win him over, yeah. And he'd have you know? their posters on the wall and then he'd just wank to their posters <laughs> like I did. He sent another letter, a rambling letter to the media. You know, I would definitely put their posters on my wall. The Rotundos. Yeah, Rotundos. To wank to. Well, maybe not wank to, but I'd definitely put Liar. them on my wall. Is everything, do you wank to everything? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um... He says, I'm putting my life at stake for the sake of this game. If I'm caught, I'll be hanged. Please should be angry or more tenacious in pursuing me. So he's just upset because they're like, eh, he's killing disabled people. Who cares? Yeah. You know, because I'm sure society was like, good. Now we don't have to look at them anymore. Yeah, they're you saving know? us money. Yeah, you're doing us a favor. He said, it's only when I kill, I'm liberated from the constant hatred that I suffer. And that's the only way I can attain peace. It's only when I give pain to people that I can ease my own pain. What angst. A lot of angst. A lot, a lot of, of angst. angst. So uh, obviously this became, you know, a sensation. People were freaked out. Sent mm-hmm. shockwaves through Japan. Because in, th- Japan usually doesn't have, well, at least at that time, there wasn't as much violent crime. Yeah. It is a very peaceful nation. It is a peaceful nation. But Buddhist. also, even for serial killers in, like, the UK and Europe and America... Very few of them are cutting off children's heads and leaving them in the streets. Yeah, they're particularly grisly when they do happen. Yes. I think more so than here. Yeah. Um, So police mobilized over 500 investigators to uh, work on solving this crime. And concerned parents, you know, had neighborhood watches and children were being escorted to and from school. People were freaked out about it. And so it was just only maybe a month after they found uh, June, the Down syndrome kid's head, Mm -hmm. that they finally arrested Saito Sakakibara, whose real name was actually Shinichiro Azuma, 
and he was only 14 years old. Right. If you look at this kid, okay, he looks like he looks like some kind of like demon child. That like is with why black he's eyes, full of angst. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's he's yeah, he's like definitely like like Ichi the Killer or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's yeah, the very frightening looking kid. Um, in Japan, minors' names usually are not mentioned, so that at the time they only referred to Azuma as Boy A. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he's referred to in. Uh, but despite his uh, their attempts to keep his. Uh, his identity secret, uh, one tabloid published his picture and his real name. Right. Yeah. And then did he become a celebrity? I don't think people really thought he was a celebrity. I think people were, I know were shocked a, by him. a serial killing by a girl called Girl A in Japan, and she is, she's famous in Japan. But did, uh, was she, how old was she when she She was like 14, 15 and she beheaded a classmate in front of everyone. She went into school one day with a big old knife and she beheaded Disabled kid? Normal. Just a normal girl, normal 15 year old. She went into school and just beheaded her classmate in front of everyone. She's called Girl A. You can see her picture if you type in Girl A Japan. But she is famous as fuck in Japan. And like, there's been animes written about her. There's been mangas. You can go and buy like t-shirts of her. The, well, she's I famous. I wonder if, uh, well, I mean, everyone found he out his real name. Because they revere their serial killers. It's wonder, a very strange culture. I wonder if like boy ever hooked up, boy A ever hooked up with girl A. Oh, you could use it as a, they would have. you could use it as like, um, you chat up and be like, hey baby, I'm boy A. <laughs> You're girl A. Girl A. Yeah. <laughs> Baby A. It's like a complete, just utter psycho. <laughs> yeah, killing cats as soon as he comes out of the womb. So uh, those who knew Boy A, um, Shinichiro Azuma, said he made friends easily, but he was known to be a bit strange. It's a little mm-hmm. odd, this guy. Bit of an oddball. Uh, he had hobbies, including collecting cats' eyeballs and tongues. Oh, that that's a nice niche hobby. <laughs> I just love how uh, <laughs> you know? I love how they're like, well, he made friends easily. With who? <laughs> who was he friends with? <laughs> Because if I if someone came over, it's just like, hey, you know, I'll trade you, you know, this uh, baseball card for this cat eyeball. I would be like, I'm not hanging out with you. You want to see my cat, Tom? <laughs> I got a whole box of them. Um, yeah, but he, uh, you know, when, when they uh, actually went into his home, they found books on the Zodiac Killer. They found books on Hitler. They found books on other serial killers. So he was definitely a huge fan. My home. <laughs> yeah, with all the cat eyeballs um, covered in cum. <laughs> Sakikabara was sentenced to a youth reformatory for treatment. So that's kind of like the Japanese juvie. Since he was under the age of 16, he was not tried as an adult. And this was like, so this would have been 1997. He was released by 2003 because a judge said he was cured of his sexual sadism and he no longer had a compulsion to kill. I somehow highly doubt that. Yeah. Um, due to this unusual case, the public and the victim's family were notified of his release and his whereabouts. In the States, he would have been murdered. Well, it's a bit like the Bulgers, the boy, the two boys who killed him. Um, Whitey Bulger? Yes, Whitey Bulger, that awful child killing Whitey Bulger. No, over here, James Bulger, who oh, was ja- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like those, uh, the two of them have been under um, witness protection ever since. But every so often, the son finds out where they are and it's a big fucking deal but trying then, to track them down yeah like and like because um i think both of them have been in and out of prison ever since the whole um murder i mean so i highly doubt this guy 
has kept quiet. Well, he hasn't. And that's that's why I find shock, shocking about it is because maybe Japanese people and their culture of being like polite to everybody. Mm-hmm. No one's like seeking complete revenge, which I'm surprised that nobody's killing this guy. Because in yeah. America, a disconsolate dad would have shot him for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, like after 2004, so let's see, he was out. Yeah, he was after 2004. Initially, they gave his whereabouts. I highly doubt he moved back in with mom and dad. I think um, mom and dad might be part of this problem. Maybe. If I was mom and dad, I'd probably move to another area of Japan. Um, but he, after 2004, he's no longer required uh, to report his location. He just dropped out of sight. And it wasn't so until 2015 that he published his memoir. And that's when he came back into the spotlight. And I uh, sure. And then that's when he was talking about like torturing, killing animals and playing with dangerous objects in an elementary school, such as like knives and spinning scissors. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of what he did. He also admitted to, uh, in his childhood, he, he told a story where he lined up a row of frogs in a street and just rode over them in a row on his <laughs> oh bike. God. Cowabunga. And decapitating pigeons. Sounds terrible. Um, he wrote when he was talking about the, uh, the child's head that he put on the gate. This kid's 14 years old, keep in mind. Just hacked the kid's head off with a handsaw and fucked it. Yeah. Which... It's bizarre. I mean, I guess when I was that age, I had a lot of come to because I just figured out how to masturbate. <laughs> but I mean, Jesus, he said that uh, he goes, let me confess something. So he wrote in his book. I thought the sight of the severed head was a beauty. That's why I displayed it for the public to view. His, that was his oh, so art. Everyone can yeah. view the beauty of my severed head. It was, it was oh. the art. Um, so I guess uh, the families of the victims were really upset about the book. Obviously. Yes. And, uh, you know, the book came out. It was a huge success. All the profits went to Saki Kabara. caused a huge outrage. Oh, so they don't have the son of Samlaw then? Well, they this inspired them to try to pass it, which they never did. Oh, Japan. Come yeah. on. Japan Such a never weird did. country. Um, and so, yeah, one of the, uh, the uh, June's father, the boy who, uh, the, the Down syndrome boy who's decapitated, he called for it to be withdrawn. He said, this book has completely trampled on our feelings. And it's clear that he is not sorry for what he did at all. Obviously not. No, he's like, you know, he's He's, he's coming back it. and talking about it. You would yeah. think he would want to, like, disappear into obscurity. The book sold out its entire 100,000 copy initial run. All right, that's pretty good. I'm going to try and find a copy of this. I mean, uh, he earned uh, an estimated $93,000 off of it. Wow. Yeah. And they tried to uh, introduce legislation like the Son of Sam law never happened. Um, and apparently there's been other killers. Uh, Tatsuya Ichihashi, who raped and murdered a British teacher, and Lindsay Honker, um, who killed seven strangers in a stabbing, both wrote memoirs. Yeah. And made money off of it. Salacious. <laughs> so apparently Azuma, um, Azuma, he still lives in Japan. It says that uh, he, yeah, here he says that, um, okay, recently actually, a uh, magazine saw that he had put, made a website. This is actually not that long ago. This is like two years ago. He made a website with nude photos of a man claiming to be him. Was that really him though? Or was that not just like a tabloid just trying to drum up a bit of... Uh, this, uh, well, this magazine said it was him, and they published the city where he now lives in his occupation. Uh, apparently, he's in his late 30s, seems to be living mostly outside the public eye, somewhat normal life. Um, he lives in the Saitama Prefecture, north of Tokyo, and he works as a welder on construction sites. 
So he puts things back together instead of taking them away. <laughs> I suppose. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm surprised. I wonder if his welder buddies know what he did. Yeah. Like, like this guy, like, how does he have friends? Does he have a girlfriend? Do you think he's still, like, taking cat's eyes and cat's tongues? Do you think he's doing all that type of stuff? Do you think he's still lining up frogs in the street and being like, today's going to be a good fun day? I mean, that's the thing. It's like he's in his late 30s. I don't know if this is just like, yeah, I was a crazy mixed up child. <laughs> yeah, know? when people talk about it, they're like, oh, I was so angsty when I was a teenager. And he goes, I've got you beat. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. emo years, those horrible <laughs> emo years. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just wonder, I wonder if you really can be reformed. Like and again, we ever... don't know about his childhood. What happened to him? Where he's come from? What? Why he hates retarded people so much? Why? I don't know. To, especially to do this to them. I, I think he hates children, retarded people, because he's fourteen and they're a victim that he could actually murder. Well, that's true. I think he was just uh, an opportunistic hmm. killer at the time. But usually, when you're choosing your victims as well, it is because there. Is, well, he says, you know, there's a, there's a sexual satisfying urge to it. Yeah, he so fucked the skull. Yeah, so what's happened to him in his childhood to sexualize these? Well, we'll never know. People. My question we'll is, we'll never though, know. My question is, is he? Does he still have those feelings and compulsions today? Of course. And I wonder if, like, his landlord, you know, knows about this. Like, are you required to? Ex probably not, because he's a ju he's a juvenile, he's so he probably never had time. to. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he served his time. Probably those records are expunged, so you probably never have to say anything. Could you imagine living next to a little guy? When he was 14, decapitated and skull fucked a Down syndrome kid. And finding out, yeah, and finding out that he's boyer. Yeah. Who no, would have been that massive would be at the time. Uh, the one thing that did, the one, one outcome, one positive outcome that came out of this was Japan actually lowered the age for criminal responsibility from 16 to 14. Because of him. Due to this case. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, moral of the story is next time you're in Japan, go check out Dog Legs Wrestling. <laughs> Dog leg wrestling. That's kind of what I want to check out. Yeah. Uh, people, this is uh, episode 765 here of Sick and Wrong. We have some news stories coming up next. Um, we have some phone calls a little later in the show. But first, here's a word about a Patreon page. Hey, guys. It's Steven again. Just calling from Evan through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. So the first story we have here um, has to do with a Las Vegas woman. Kate, have you ever been to Vegas? I have not been to Vegas, but I would love to go to Vegas. It is, is that the, uh, the high point of class. Oh, it is. It's yes. epitome of class. But is that like out of all... Uh, have you ever been to the States? I have not. Never been to the States? No, I'd love to, though. So out of all the cities in the States, where does Vegas rank? Like, What's the hierarchy of places you want to visit? Um, like, yeah, it's pretty high up there. It's probably in the in the tens, but I don't want to be like there for a long time. I'm there you, for a good time. You would just go for time. two weeks in Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Vegas is famous. I mean, people come for two weeks. I swear to God, two days is way more than enough. Yeah. Two, That's fine. But, yeah. Well, I don't know. There's like a lot of murder things I want to go see there, and there's like Elvis-related stuff. So I could probably do like three days there and then a lot of cocaine too. Believe me, I've done it. And mm -hmm. by the third day... You're just like, get me out of here. I just need to go back to normalcy. I need to bathe. It's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anyway, this woman here, she's a Las Vegas woman, 26 years old. She's charged with murder for drowning her two infant daughters because their organs were worth a lot of money. My word. Yeah. <laughs> They're worth a lot of money, which makes me wonder, are the organs worth more than two healthy children? Yeah, like when you're a baby, everything's tiny. So like two yeah, tiny little kidneys. They're not and even like, fully developed. They're not going to be as developed as like a four-year-old. I want, oh, does, does she need the money for crack? I don't know. I think she's, I, I, actually, I think she's insane. We'll yeah. get to that in a second. Okay. Um, but yeah, she says she thought their organs were worth a lot of money, so she drowned both of her infant daughters. But... I just don't get, like, how does she know how much organs are worth? Yeah, you would have to go on, like, you know, the deep web. Is she harvesting them is and selling them to, like, yeah. some Eastern Europeans? Like, what, well, what's happening Well, what is it? Baby here? Foskins make uh, stem cells. So maybe she read a stem cell article and was yeah, like, they're two infant daughters. They don't have foreskins. Yeah, well, they have other things. I suppose. <laughs> Grind them up into <laughs> stem cell pudding. <laughs> uh, she faces two counts of murder. Amanda Sharp Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, for her one-year-old daughter Rose Singleton and her two-month-old sister Lily, the two-month-old, how tiny! Like her organs are barely developed. No, Rose and Lily named after flowers. She's probably selling it to some Silicon Valley executive as a mignardise. A mignardise. <laughs> it's a, a little dessert, <laughs> a tasty dessert, after his eight-course meal. Um, with the French. Can laundry. you remember? This is like old-school internet. It was like a picture on Rotten.com. But it was that guy in China feasting on a baby's um, burnt corpse. Can you remember it? And he was eating it so daintily and it was on a platter. I don't think I ever you saw remember? that. I'm totally going to email you it. It's like burnt into my brain. It was like on the same series of like there's the dead baby just like in the gutter. I love Rotten.com. That was when I <laughs> initially. In yeah, rest in peace, Rotten.com. Mm-hmm. When I initially started doing, um, well, not, not, not initially doing radio, but when I started doing radio in San Francisco, and the internet was kind of like, I guess it was probably 98, 99. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I'd go get all my news stories, Rotten News. Love they it. had yeah, the best, bonus. it was the best, ag- the, the yeah. best aggregator of fucked up news. You oh, just go yeah. there, they had the best stories. That's the only place I go, and now there's no more Rotten. So I, I wouldn't be the person I am today without Rotten.com. <laughs> that's who we can blame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Las Vegas police said they received a 911 call Friday from the girl's father, Jaquan Singleton. Jaquan had found his daughter's bodies stacked on top of each other in their bassinet crib. On the 911 call, um, Singleton was overheard, uh, Jaquan Singleton, the father here, was overheard asking his wife what happened. Um, he then p- told police, I guess she drowned him or something. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, detective. And then on the call, he then asked his, uh, his wife, Amanda, what's her name? Amanda Hug and Kiss. No, no, no. Amanda Sharp Jefferson. Amanda. Um, Amanda Hug and Kiss, yeah. (laughs) He asked her, why are the girls' bodies stacked on top of each other? And she just looked at him and she said, shh. She shushed him. Oh, she shushed it. And that's so disrespectful when wives do that to their husbands. Speak to the hand. (laughs) Um, That's not something you should shush on. It's like, that's a legitimate question. There's only one place in the world you should be shushing people. No, maybe two. Where? And that is the library. You are very welcome to shush anyone in the library. It's not rude. And uh, yeah, in a cinema. Yeah, cinema, you should be shushing people. But they are the only places you can shh someone. If not, it's fucking rude. Don't shush someone. 
But I mean, this is like a, not a, a you know moment you should be shushing. No, in my opinion, it's like you know there's. He's two, asking legitimate questions. Yeah, two yeah. dead. There's two dead yeah. children stacked mm. on top of each other. Um, he then went to check on the kids. He realized they were not breathing. Their bodies were cold. Um, she kept shushing him while he was checking on the on the, the dead children. And at one point, she said, "Listen, the organs are worth a lot of money. Okay." <laughs> Okay, honey, I'm, ju- I'm thinking of the family for the future so we can get ourselves all the new gadget- gadgets that we need, okay? Go play some slot machines. Wait, the PS5 is coming out. Don't you want that? <laughs> Don't I you just, want that, honey? I just Shh. like wonder what her you know, motivation was there. Like, I don't know, her reasoning. Like, I wonder if she was like, by saying their organs are worth a lot of money, so what's, what's he going to do? Like, okay, I guess. I appreciate your business acumen here. Like, I, I don't know what... Yeah, is he going to go and get the serrated knife and just start hacking yeah, be like, into all right, them. let's make the some money. steak knife, yeah. Cha-ching. <laughs> um, Jaquan told police that everything seemed completely normal on Thursday, which is the night before he found his children dead. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he had left the apartment to go visit his grandmother. The next day, he returned. He found his daughter's lifeless bodies. Um, they'd been married. Or actually, they, they weren't married. I was wrong about that. I thought they were married. They're not married. They've been together since Mm -hmm. 2018. Okay. So it's not even a common law marriage. He said the relationship was normal until a few weeks ago when Amanda Sharp Jefferson started talking about the alter spirit world. And she was insinuating that he was having an affair with his spirit wife. That's what they always do, you know, if... If your other half ever starts accusing you of having an affair, it means they're having an affair. So she's totally fucking a spirit from the other world who's now demanding that she gives up lifeblood. Sacrifice the children. Sacrifice. Yeah, this is just to Halloween time as well, isn't yeah, it? Two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, you know. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny, like, not only is this woman just insane, first of all, but she's also insanely jealous. She's jealous of his spirit wife. Yeah. That's not fair. <laughs> Spirit wife might be super hot though, for all we know. I just wonder what like what evidence she has here. I don't know. But be like if if my boyfriend had like spirit wife Cindy Crawford, I'd be fucking upset about it. Oh, so you'd be more upset if his spirit wife was more attractive than you? Yeah, you don't want like a spirit wife to be more attractive. So what if he was like, I don't know, fucking uh, Rumor Wilson or whatever? Who's What's it? his name? Rumor uh, Willis. Rumor that- Willis. My bad. Oh, you mean one of Bruce Willis's kids? They're all weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's okay. I, I would be kind of like, well... He no, was... no, no. I meant Rebel Wilson. What if oh, he was fucking Rebel, Rebel Wilson? Wilson? Yeah, if he was um, fucking Rebel Wilson. Oh, God, she's not even funny. I'd be like, what the fuck you want with her, man? <laughs> what do you want? That would be a weird situation it to would walk be, You in. want the spirit wife to be like Cindy Crawford hot. So then you could be like, I understand. You're just a man. that makes sense. Like, you know, you've been tempted by that spirit... Bum ass pussy. I, I just wondered, it, like, what was it though? I mean, did, like, what evidence? Like, what, did she have a spirit box? Caught some Pornhub signals? I don't oh, know what would happen box. here. Spirit box. Yeah, yeah. It was just a really hot chick you know moaning. I, I bet you that's a, her spirit box was probably his laptop, and she yeah. saw some like Pornhub bookmark <laughs> videos or something. <laughs> so Singleton, of course, called nine one one, and uh, Sharp Jefferson's family also arrived. That's weird. So he called his girlfriend's or his partner's family. Mm-hmm. They arrived, and they were very, very angry with uh, Sharp Jefferson. As you could imagine. Understandable. That's grandchildren. Yeah, understandable. Um, so police immediately took her into custody to question her, but also to maintain her safety because I think her family wanted to attack her. 
Um, Her family should be police if they turned up at the crime scene um, as fast as the police did. Well, I think they, I think them, the, well, it's Vegas, you know, they have other things to care about. But yeah, that is kind of weird though. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know if I'd call her family. I'd maybe wait for the police to do it. I would, be, I would get out of the house though. Would I you would, stay in the house? I would stand outside the house. I wouldn't be in the house. I would just stand outside and make sure she couldn't escape. But I wouldn't want to be in a room of her and then the dead children as well. Well, she's maybe stand outside the door. Spirit sluts. Yeah, the, I'd, <laughs> oh, the I'd spirit take sluts. Me and my spirit wife would pack our fucking bags and Let's go and stand on the corner. Go to like a hour on hour rate motel <laughs> yeah. up the street. There's a lot of those in Vegas. <laughs> um, in her statement to police, she denied even knowing who uh, her partner was, Singleton. She also denied having children. She said she lived alone in her apartment and she woke up on Friday to find these two random children in her living room who appeared to be dead. She thought the kids, the dead kids, their toys and the strollers were all planted in the apartment by someone in an elaborate prank. Is she nuts or is she very mounting a very clever defense? I think she's cuckoo bananas. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. I but mean, how's it all kicked off when he's saying that, oh, in the, you know, we've been fine for two years and now in the suddenly in postpartum the last two depression. Weeks, Isn't doesn't that make them go a bit nutty? I think it makes you go nutty, but I don't think it makes you go psychopathic nutty. Maybe some, in some certain do. cases it does. Maybe. Um, she described the children to be of a darker skin. And one of the kids had foam coming out of its mouth. And so she said she noticed the children in the living room with the foam, dead, dark-skinned. And she said, instead of calling for help, she said she took a shower because she likes showers. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> All right, that makes she's sense. She's just living for herself, self care. Um, it's not known if she suffered from mental illness, but they would <laughs> definitely not rule it out at this point. Yeah, I think it I think is known. Good, I think it's definitely known. If, if the Vegas betting odds on this, I would say, would be yeah. in the favor of uh, mental illness here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, well, I guess he doesn't need to get a divorce. No, or like common law. He's but who's burden? Who's gonna bury these babies? Because like funerals cost a lot of money. Well, I'm sure her family probably. Or his family. Maybe. As well. And the coffins are small. So probably not yeah, cost that much. I once read this thing. I can't remember which serial killer it was, but their like ten year old died, and they said um, they only make coffins for really tiny babies or for like teenagers and up. So if you're trying to get a coffin for like an eight or a nine-year-old, don't it's they impossible. make child coffins? They don't make child coffins. I bet you they make child coffins. They might do now, but they definitely didn't for a long time. Cause like nobody... way back in like the Old West, maybe? The Old West. <laughs> <laughs> we will not. Maybe not in Northern England. <laughs> yeah, no. Here they're like, spend more money, get a big coffin. Don't they just put you on a raft, light you on fire, and just let yeah. you go into the yeah. River Thames or whatever is up here? <laughs> the River Thames. <laughs> Yes, the only river in Britain. <laughs> the only the river. river and Loch Ness Lake. <laughs> is that what they do? No, no, it's Loch Ness is not a lake, it's uh, a loch. Oh, it's a loch. You're gonna upset Scottish people by saying Loch Ness Lake. Oh, okay, so it's just a loch. Yeah, a loch, loch Ness. It, a loch is basically a lake, but it's the Scottish version versions say it's Loch Ness. Oh, okay, so it would be Loch Ness. And yes, so, yeah. Ness is the name of it, but it's a loch. What's the name of the I've monster? Did you see the monster? I did not see Nessie. It's okay. It's like it's very tourist trappy. It's not as good as you think it would be. Did you look for Nessie? I was very stoned. Oh. <laughs> then yeah, I'm um, surprised you didn't see her. Yeah, no. The hotels are really shit in that area as well. You would again think the hotels are good. If anybody's ever planning a trip, 
to Loch Ness. I would say disappointing. Yeah, I've heard the same thing about Stonehenge. People are like, oh, Stonehenge is kind of lame. Yeah, too. that's also boring because you can't get up to it. So yeah. Skip that too. Yeah, which is, I find very disappointing because I've ever since I've still saw Spinal Tap, I'm like, I really want to see Stonehenge. Mm hmm. You used yeah. to be able to get up to it, but not for years upon years. I think maybe on, um, is it the solstice you can go up? But then there's like 500 other hippies. Druids. Druids all being like disgusting yeah. after it. And probably like, dogging. That, is that a popular COVID... dogging spot? Yeah, it is. That's probably what, how dogging, that's probably how COVID's being spread in but England. By those, yeah, totally. If you smell like patchouli, then you have helped start the COVID. Do a lot they of doggers smell that. like patchouli? Doggers and hippies. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I always thought they'd smell like tenant beer and shame. <laughs> Just in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have here for the second story? Okay, so the second story I have is all about a pussy doctor. A gynecologist. Okay. A gynecologist, a pussy doctor. Is that what you guys call them? In that? No, it's is just that what like, the northern birds call like them? I don't like saying gynecologist or OBGYN. Why do they say like a minge doctor? A minge doctor, a flaps doctor. <laughs> okay. A beef curtain specialist. <laughs> So, a gynecologist deceived women into unnecessary surgeries, which left some unable to have children to line his pockets. I always thought it's weird to have a male gynecologist. Like, do you go to a male gynecologist? I've only had male gynecologists. Never had a female gynecologist. Yeah, because, like, what type of... Well, I suppose when you're going through doctor school, you then have to choose what to specialize in. And why are they going, oh, I want to look at dirty minges. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're looking at diseased minges, minges all day or minges that have, like, some kind of ailment. And then you got to go fuck one? Yeah. I don't, uh, it's a very strange form. I don't get it. And plus, I mean, as a woman, don't you feel like, how would this guy know what's going on downstairs mm. as much as a woman would? That doesn't really bother me. You all have to go to school for a certain amount of time. And I've also only ever been to see a pussy doctor when there's been women present. So it's never like I've been alone in a room with a man with his hand in my pussy unless it's been for fun. (laughs) I'm not not saying he's going to diddle you. I would just think this woman would just have a deeper understanding or knowledge of what goes on in my Yeah, but just because you go fucking pussy doesn't mean you know exactly the ins and outs of it. Like vaginas are very different to like a cock. I suppose my mother would only go to a male gynecologist. A lot of women would, but in this country, it's never really bothered me. I've just you've never had a female gynecologist. I've never had one actually. They've all been. Do you do you have the same one, or the NHS is just whatever random doctors? The NHS has got random ones, but I had a very distressing smear. Uh, one time. A distressing smear. A distressing. We Pap call them smear, smear tests. Yeah. Smear Do you call tests. them a smear? Which is an awful word. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah, it's smear. very, it's just gross. It makes me think of peanut butter for some reason. Yeah, and uh, the doctor I went and saw, it was was a it, very like Jeremy Irons in Dead Ringers. You oh, wait, he film, looked like Jeremy Irons? Thing. He was just a very Dead Ringers, Jeremy Irons whole situation. Had to go into like a cold surgery room and put my legs in the stirrups. And... Dead Ringers, weren't they in like a, like a theater? Like a, a medical theater? Yeah, that's theater. how it felt. Like it was a... like a theater. Were there people like... upstairs watching? No, but I mean, they could have been. Oh, that's oh, weird. So you're in this like cold stirrup, were you in the stirrups? Yeah, because when you go for like your first ever smear test, it's usually just in a doctor's office, but they found abnormal cells, which is quite common, very common thing. I didn't get told at the time. So you had to go back for a deeper schmear? I had to go back for a biopsy. Oh. And that was at the hospital in the surgical room with a male gynecologist. Because before that, it was just a regular doctor. 
And, and he, now, wait, a regular doctor put his finger in your minge. <laughs> finger, no, it's like a, a spatula. Put a spatula in my minge the first time. But this time they used the speculum. Were you in the stirrups both times? I want to hear a little bit more about the stirrups. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me slowly. <laughs> uh, the first time I did not need the stirrups because I can spread my legs like a haw. But the second time... Because he wanted to get in super deep, I had to use the Yeah, to get the in the stirrups. stirrups. Yeah. You know, I've ever in, uh, in... Every man who listens to this show is just suddenly turned off. <laughs> like, turning it off and being like, I can't hear this. Except for Epic Fargo. <laughs> Epic he's got Fargo. a, <laughs> a stonking boner. <laughs> yeah, he's got a proper um, the, I remember my friend Kessler in New York. Uh, he, like, I guess was walking home one day. And I don't know if he found was, like, a gynecologist went on a business or something. <laughs> yeah. But he found, like, the table with the stirrups. It was like no that was way. outside, and so he got a friend to help him move it into his apartment. So he just had it, and he would sit in it and just watch TV. <laughs> yeah, and be comfy. <laughs> yeah, just watch TV because it's like you know the back went up on it, <laughs> and so I was like, well, what do you? What happens when you bring a girl home? Like, don't don't you like? Would you? Some be, girls would be into that. Would you be freaked out if you went home with a guy you just met at the pub, and you went home with a guy, and he's just like, why don't you sit over here? To be honest, I have a lot of weird stuff in my house. It wouldn't creep me out. I'd be much more like, oh, what year do you think this is from? Can we sell it? How much money did you pay for that? I'd be much more into the antiquity of it. What if he pulled out the spatula? Um, the speculum <laughs> and the spatula. <laughs> Them things are changing. Take a schmear. Yeah, schmear. <laughs> schmear it on. But yeah, it was a very just distressing experience. That's weird. Did it hurt? Was it painful? Yeah. Do you know what the doctor even said to me? He was like, you're not going to feel it. There's no nerve endings up there. But he said... It hurt, and he said, oh, your whole body reacted when I took that. And I was like, no fucking shit, mate. It fucking hurt. And then the rest of the day, I was just in pain. They scrape your uterus, like, right? Yeah, and it was like throbbing pain, like when there. you have a period. That's what it felt like. Oh, God. Yeah. Why don't they give you like fucking Xanax or something? Like something I don't to know, like calm you down? I did have two nurses, and both nurses were holding my hands either side. Were you screaming like, <laughs> fuck? <laughs> when the doctor like first, like, you know, I've got my legs in stirrups, and he's put the speculum in. Even that is painful. Putting the speculum in is very painful. It's very undignified being a human at some points. But when he did that, I was like, you've not even bought me a cocktail, doctor. And the nurses all giggled. And I was like, no, it's fucking true. So cracking jokes while <laughs> yeah. the speculum shoved up so inside you. you crack a joke at this point. You know, that's the one thing I've always said about gynecologists. It's like, you men freak out about getting like their you the know, prostate. prostate exam. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm freaked out about it. But that's like, what, a finger in your asshole once every five to ten years. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to do it till you're like 50. Mm -hmm. Whereas girls have been getting schmears since what, like 22? 25. 25 years old. traditional age. Yeah, going into a random place, putting in stirrups, and having some guy shove like a speculum inside of you. That's, that's way worse than getting a finger in the ass. That's only if they detect abnormal cells, which is very, very common. So for our people listening to this and they think it's uncommon, it's not. It's very common because of HPV, Ugh, which God. everyone has. Oh, yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. of no, our generation normal, has normal. HPV. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think if you have sex with over three people, unprotected sex with over three people. You yeah, they're now inoculating people for it. So. I think my HPV has HPV. Yeah, will be. <laughs> my generation will be the last generation to have HPV. It's going to be like eradicated. Like fucking yeah, smallpox or something. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be done. So the, God, it's I been a few every, years since I've had a smear test. I'm I, pretty bad at keeping up with it. I mentioned every woman has a horror story from the gyno. Oh, I bet. I would love to hear if people have had worse. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear this. I also want to know, well, I do. I also want to know like how people prepare their vaginas for the smear test. Because 
I tidied it up and like I, you know, I had oh, a shower. Oh, you trimmed? You trimmed, trimmed the uh, trimmed had the a bush. shower and was just, you know, like preparing it like it that? was a Miss Universe. Because, you know, these people have to look at disgusting vaginas. And I wanted them to be like, this is not a disgusting vagina. This one is not cancerous. It's just, it's, you know, it's a nice vagina. Oh, so you're kind of going in there like I keep a, you know, like a, I keep a, a nice good home. house. Yes, yeah. I am good at housekeeping. Look at my vagina. Yeah, I wonder if girls do that. I, I wouldn't be bothered. I'd be like, fuck it. Well, I think if you're a doctor, you're not looking at how pretty it is. You're looking for like the gruesome ass. My proctology exam, I'm not even going to wipe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. You're going to earn your money today. This is evil. That is evil. You know. Okay, so back to it. All right. He has got a weird name. I am going to bollocks this guy's name. But it's Dr. Javid Perez preyed upon his trusting patients and he committed horrible crimes to feed his greed, federal Mm. prosecutors said. A Virginian gynecologist has been convicted of deceiving patients into getting unnecessary medical procedures, some of which has left women in his care unable to have children in order to bilk millions millions from insurance. Well, that, I mean, that's the whole problem with the American healthcare. Mm-hmm. It's like they can go in there and, uh, you know, they could charge whatever they want and it's because you're paying a $10 copay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The insurance company's going to pay for it. Well, that doesn't happen over here. It's all NHS. Yeah. But Puez, who was accused of carrying out unnecessary and irreversible procedures such as hysterectomies on multiple patients, was found guilty by a federal judge on Monday on 52 counts related to the scheme that's that is terrible a hysterectomy though is irreversible that's like you're basically yeah, you've taking taken, your and also out. not only is it irreversible by taking out the ovaries you're now on hrt for the rest of your life you've gone into early menopause so you can either take hrt which is like a drug a hormone replacement therapy or you can not take it and, and like grow adjust goatee. to life and grow a goatee and become a lesbian or whatever happens to you, <laughs> <after> <laughs> Did you wait, do women just become lesbians as soon as they have menopause <laughs> that's when it happens, yeah. i thought they just become asexual they don't care <laughs> anymore um it depends depends on the woman but i've heard a lot of women get very 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 horny during mm. menopause but they got fucking goatees it's like <laughs> you're not gonna be into it Some of them do. <laughs> so for nearly a decade poe wears an obstetrician an ob- obstetrician sorry people gynecologist defrauded insurers out of millions of dollars for life-altering invasive surgery they weren't medically necessary necessary officials have said prosecutors stated he often misled patients into having the actual procedures see i find that kind of fucked up because it's if if i was told by the doctors like you gotta have a hysterectomy i'd be like why you believe doctors and if he, but yeah but if he doesn't give me a satisfactory response i'm like i'm gonna get a second maybe a third mm-hmm. opinion on this before you rip out my uterus maybe maybe it's different over here but i think like because you think oh they've taken a hippocratic oath they're looking out for the best of me i don't i don't trust doctors at all here yeah or well in, not in the states I've, it's different because doctors over there in the United States want money. Yeah, it's for profit. Yeah they're, yeah, they're being, you know, paid. But over here it's different. Doctors are in a position of authority and trust and they take an oath to do no harm to their patients. Special Agent Cal Schumann of the FBI's Norfolk Field Office said in the statement, With unnecessary invasive medical procedures, Dr. Purwe has not only caused enduring complications, pain and anxiety to his patients, but he assaulted the most personal part of their lives and even robbed some of their future. Which is very true, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's very compassionate here, mm-hmm. Special Agent Schumann. In some cases, Perez deceived patients, advising them that they needed the surgeries to avoid cancer, the Department of Justice has said. 
Puez, who had been practicing in Virginia since the 1980s, operated the sprawling, sprawling healthcare fraud scheme between 2010 and 2019. It's a long time to get away with it. Nine yeah, years. yeah, nine years. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I imagine this guy probably owned like a medical complex yeah. with other doctors. He also backdated medical forms. He doctored records for patients so he could perform and be compensated for the delivery of the patient's newborn child. He often intentionally included such births prematurely to cover his tracks. The gynecologist also charged insurance companies for diagnostic procedures that were the completely fabricated as well. Ooh. So, so he just made up procedures. So he was like, you need a schmear. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, I don't. Yeah. And then uh, he was just like, no, you do. And he would say something, and then you'd have to go through all that pain. Yeah, I would get revenge on this guy. Officials noted that Perez had a long history of fraudulent behavior, which previously led to the um, revocation of his medical license. And also, prosecutors aren't even positive about his real age. How old do they think this guy is? We don't know for sure. Joshua Steve, a spokesperson for the U.S. Attorney's Office toldoxygen.com, where we've gotten this story from. He has used multiple DOBs. One puts him at 68, the other at 70. All right, well, that's a couple of years off. But still, that's that's another thing, too. They don't that's, know. But that's another thing, too. I don't go to old doctors. I don't like to go to doctors over 50. Yeah, because it's been such a long time since. Yes. I read a good quote once where it said that doctors like are always practicing, but they never know it all. So you need to always go to doctors well, who continuing are... continuing education. Exactly. They, they all doctors, do that. So if you ever go to a doctor who's adamant about something in such a way that you feel uncomfortable, you should seek a second opinion. In this country, I'm not saying the same for America, but in the UK. I just don't go to... If they're over, like if... Okay, if they're over 60, I'm definitely not going to them. Mm-hmm. Then their 50s is like the cutoff. Because after that, it's like, I don't know, look at our fucking presidents. They're feeble-minded. That's true. You know, yeah. and they're like, oh, yeah, they can run a country. That guy's like can be a head of surgery. And it is it's a like, crazy, fuck that. stressful job being a doctor. Yeah. So during his three-week trial last month, dozens of Poez's victims, as well as former medical colleagues, testified against him. I'm glad that he can't do it to anyone else, Karen Lane, 53, a longtime patient who had a uterus and ovaries removed by him roughly two decades ago, told the Washington Post. Jesus. So he's been attacking people. Well, he took your uterus and ovaries. What did he do with them? Two decades. Well, he chucked them into a fire. <laughs> oh, no, he maybe he's teaming them? up with the woman from the first story and he's and selling, selling them, them yeah, on, on the, the black, black market. market to like, like spirit like, guides yeah. or whatever. Lane, who she didn't testify and wasn't officially identified as a victim in the case by federal investigators, insistent, however, that Poez took advantage of her when she was in her earliest 30s. I still feel left out, like he didn't get anything for what he did to me, and she, she said. So he's, sentenced, he's scheduled to be sentenced on March 31st, 2021. Well, uh, for how long? What's he, oh, what's he facing? A spokesperson for the U.S. Attorney's Office wait till you hear this number, confirmed that he faces a total of 465 years in prison. Well, what the fuck else does she want? Does she want him to so be like, have his, or, like his balls removed or something? I think she just wants it on like the court. I think she wants his she? testicles like actually removed from the yeah. sack, the scribble well, sack. Well, he kind of probably deserves them taken off him. All right. Well, if, if he, okay, do you think if he was given the choice, it's like we, she is allowed to come and rip your testicles out of your ball sack or you get 465 years in prison? Mm-hmm. What would you choose? You'd choose testicles, wouldn't you? Because at least you can still let like, go yachting and like, you know, be free. 
I guess. God, wouldn't that be horrific? It, yeah, it would. But, but would it be any less horrific what, than being in a stirrup with this guy's cold hand going in there and like for no reason ripping out your ovaries? A hysterectomy is a major operation as well. Like <sighs> it's invasive procedure. God, they're terrible. taking a. It's not the same as like a vasectomy on a man when a man can walk out the same day. The vasectomies I've heard are not that bad. They're not that bad. You can. It's a same day procedure. A hysterectomy is like six weeks recovery time at the least. Oh God, it's so much so much more complicated it's, down there. Yeah, it's a big part of a female body. Of a yeah, female I've heard vasectomies. It's like an outpatient thing, going for a it few is. hours. It does yeah. feel like, from what I've heard, it's like feels like you just got punched in the nuts really hard. I think you have a limp for a couple of days. Yeah, my, my, I've had a couple of friends that got it done. Mm. John Steele said it was the best thing he's ever had. Oh, did Steele have it done? Yeah, which is probably was a good thing. after the black baby? It was after the black baby. Yeah. But I think it's a good thing for society <laughs> that he doesn't breed. <laughs> I really breed do. more hermits. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Babies of like little mullets who hate the world. I'm, I'm quite into that. A mini steel. A mini yeah, steel. Uh, people, send your story to Podcast at gmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. But first, here's a word from Adam and Eve. What do you do when you're at a family reunion or Thanksgiving you got a raging boner that won't go away and you're considering fucking your grandmother? You go to Adam and Eve, of course, and you buy a jerk-off sleeve, you know, dildo, uh, pocket pussy, something of that nature, so you can go in the bathroom and just take care of that raging boner before you have to bend over your grandma at the table and just fuck her. So go to adamandeve.com and type in the code diddle. That's what grandpa used to do to your dad. Talk to you later. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, been getting some really good calls lately. Good. Yeah, I think a lot of people are calling in um, to ask Kate questions. That's good. I like that. So yeah, so then you know, good. Then we appreciate that. Plus, we keep you in the backlog, so we'll have a lot of calls to play. So if you don't get your call played this week, it'll probably get played next week. Or if it's very salacious, you'll be on the Patreon. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Usually I do Patreon for overflow. Yeah, if you ring too long. Yeah. But I think really saucy stories should go on the uh, Patreon. Sometimes. It depends on how saucy they are. <laughs> um, here's a saucy call. Hey, Dee. Welcome, Kate. This is Anne from northern Nevada. So yeah. I just finished listening to your Mitchell Brothers episode 764. And you guys mentioned the flop. Now, Anne was from Northern California, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be surprised if she has actually been to Mitchell Brothers. Oh, that would be cool yeah. if she has. I bet you she has. Flashlight porn, and it just brought back a flood of memories Flashlight from high porn. school, where we used to go over to this coach's house to screw the team members, um, like the football the team, wrestling team, baseball team. All the teams. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some Debbie Does Dallas going on I like on Anne's here. moxie. All the teams. <laughs> Debbie does all the teams. Debbie does all. It doesn't matter if you're on the lacrosse team, the swimming team. Anne is going to have you. Isn't that weird that they go to the coach's house? Like, why, yeah, why are, I was thinking, like, why 
Why is it the coach's Is that like the orgy house or something? That's just weird. I would never go to the coach's house. Maybe it was like that, though, back in the day. Yeah, this is back in the diddling days, it feels like. Yeah, it's just weird that the coaches would do that. Uh Uh-huh. You know, we had a... There was a a coach. I don't quite remember his name. But he coached the girls' swim team. And uh, they're all in, like, an away meet. And they stayed at the hotel. Mm -hmm. He bought them booze. And, like, and he put them in the stirrups, and then he got the speculum out. He didn't, no, he didn't do anything like that, but he bought them booze and, uh, like, oh, wine coolers or something. And they were drinking wine coolers, and he was playing with their bras. And he got a lot of trouble for it. What do you mean, like, what? As in, while they were wearing them or not? No, I think he was just playing, like, he was picking them up and being like, oh, this one's great. This one's sexy. Oh, and you're just okay. like, first of all, why are you in the room with these high school kids? And he was like some old Getting coach. Getting drunk. Yeah. No, it's weird. You know, I'm imagining that scene in Gummo with the guy who plays with his nipples. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking <laughs> well, of. While they're, like having, they're, while they're fucking his retarded sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wonder, like, do you think this coach was filming the whole thing? I think this happened a lot more back then. Coaches were... Yeah, pr- it was yeah. probably like it was normal for the team, just like the rest to of the team to hang out at the coach's, coach's house. house. Yeah. It's weird. Um, me and my girlfriend uh, call her condom girl. Condom and, girl. Um, we used to do that. I want condom girl thing. to call it. So hey, she's we safe. Were just, like juniors and seniors, sixteen, seventeen in high school, and um, you know we were shy about our naked bodies. Well, apparently not, because you're going over to the coach's house. Did you bring <laughs> your own flashlights, or did you use the flashlights hey, in the girl, garage? Condom girl came prepared. <laughs> So yeah, something tells girl. me that condom girl isn't shy. She just pulled out flashlights and lube. <laughs> but we wanted to screw the guys, so we would let them dim the lights and let them have a flashlight. So you, you can't see the guys' faces. So I just totally had forgotten about all that. But we probably blew through the whole Blue. football, wrestling, <laughs> soccer, <laughs> basketball Teams I admire Anne. Coach's house through high school, juniors and senior years, doing the flat. The Special Olympics team, yeah, just everybody. <laughs> I'm a, I admire Anne and her tenacity. So, anyways, thanks for the memories and um, keep it ticking on. Bye. Nostalgia there on Anne's part. Yeah, well, I even said during that show that I thought it was pretty sexy, the whole flashlight dancing. I think it was quite erotic. <laughs> erotic Did you ever do that when you were in primary school? <laughs> Or that's not primary, <laughs> secondary school, right? I'd never even heard of it until we did uh, that Mitchell Brothers thing. But I like it. I wanted. Yeah, to I never, I never had a chance to do. Uh, I mean, I saw it at Mitchell Brothers. They would do. They still mm-hmm. did the flashlight shows. I never did it. Yeah. I'm, honestly, I've never done it. I would have. Yeah. I didn't want to pay the cash. Um, but when I was a kid, yeah, I don't recall ever doing that. No, it was never a thing. It we made out like here. I remember doing spin the bottle and like you like hide yeah, and go make out but I never like was doing a flashlight and like looking in your holes no yeah that was never a thing but that uh, was a cool call Thanks, yeah man. that's uh very sexy um all right next call we have here is uh from good old big papa smurf yo yo what up yo big what up wrong. it is big papa smurf it's been a minute. It's been a minute since I called, but I had some shit happening me at a show just recently that I feel like I need to share, and that is that a white man taught me and a very large group of people of black people. I want to say about good like ten of us out there 
had a crack of fucking whip. That's weird. There's a couple weird things here going yeah. on. Uh, one, where are you allowed to go to shows? Where the fuck is Big Papa he, Smurf yeah, from? Yeah, he's in a he's in a band in Texas, is he not? Yeah, but, but where do they have shows going on with the COVID? I don't know. In, in L.A., you couldn't. There's unless, no shows going on here. Maybe he's doing like underground things or something. Probably. Like, like how I think we should something. start happening. Yeah, underground gigs. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the other weird thing is a white guy is showing black guys how to crack a whip. Crack you know, that's, that whip. That's where the term cracker came from. Yeah. You'd think black guys wouldn't be so keen to learn how to crack a whip from a white guy. Well, I mean, Indiana Jones is very sassy with his whip. I guess you have a good point there. He is yeah. a, he's a sassy man, that Indiana Jones. <laughs> was it Indiana Jones who was teaching you how to crack the whip? We'll find out. Was he riding he a horse? Like, well, you know, we over here. I mean, man, we out there cracking the motherfuckers too. I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous, bro. And I can only imagine what that shit looked like to passersby. Because all you saw was like one white dude outside of this bar, surrounded by black people with whips, just swinging them bitches. That was shit. Was, that shit was. Pretty, it was pretty fucking surreal. I, I, I'm keeping it short. Got shit to do. You guys keep it going. Harrison, stay up. If you're hearing this, most death, peace out, Bridget. <laughs> Have you ever cracked a whip? Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to own a whip. I remember when uh, mm. I went with uh, the rabbi to Israel. Mm. I bought, like, a bull whip in the Arab market. Nice. A, like, this black, like, and I had to been, like, 12 feet. Yeah. And you could, like, snap, uh, you could rip cards in half. Like, yeah. playing cards in half. Because there, there is an art to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't good at it. Yeah. No, I'm pretty good at cracking a whip. You can crack a whip? And yeah, I've got the wrist action for it. But can you do, um, can you, like, throw a, a playing card in the air and just rip it in half? Are you, like, good at, good with your aim with a whip? I probably, like, could get to that level. Wow. But yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. They should bring I'm not whips saying would I, would I stand outside a gig and be like, hey, black man. <laughs> Let me show you how this whip works. Let me show you how to crack that whip. Yeah, crack that whip. You're going to do it you in should... a Devo voice. Okay, if you're that good at it, why don't you incorporate it into the stage show with the band? I have, in Asian Babes times, Like gone, pulled out a whip? Pulled out a whip, yeah. Why not? Do you have a whip at home? Yeah, but it's not a real one. I want um, an antique one. I want an antique like level one, but they're very expensive. Like one like the plantation owners had. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's a good one to have. <laughs> I want it covered in the blood of the south. <laughs> um, but I mean, so you would pull it out on stage and just like whip somebody and just crack it like I was Smithers. Huh. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's a good. It's a good effect. Back in the day. <laughs> Back, Back in, in the day. day. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just weird to like just have it at the bar and just bring Wait, it. Wait, no, no, no. It's not weird because they're in Texas. You know? I suppose. There's cowboys. You've got a, you've got the you've got the whip for your horses, you've got the whip for the rattlesnakes. But I mean this guy's just walking down the street, he's at the bar and he's like pulling out a whip. I miss going to gigs like I miss random stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fun. Alright, thank you there, Big Papa Smurf. Um, stay healthy. Wear your mask. Most of. Yeah, don't get whipped. <laughs> um, Adam from Japan calls in. 
D, hello, void caused by Harrison's departure. I'm the this void. Adam calling. You are the void. Japan. What's up, D? What's up, what's up, what's up? Yeah, so I thought I'd tell a story about, uh, hopefully it's, I can get this under three minutes, but. I wonder if Adam has seen Handicap Pro Wrestling. Yeah, Adam should ring in and tell us more about what the handicap situation is really like in Japan. Well, I'm sure we actually have several Japanese listeners out there. Any of them should ring in and talk about how the locals will spit on people in wheelchairs. I just want to know if they've actually seen some bouts. Yeah. And the prejudice. I hinted with when D was there that I'd done some, I went to jail in Japan. And hopefully, uh, this doesn't come back to bite me in the ass, but like Paul McCartney. I'll tell you that broad strokes. Wait, what was Paul McCartney in jail in Japan for? Drugs? Weed. Oh, really? Twice. You got caught with weed? Twice. Oh. I hate Paul McCartney. He deserves to be in jail. I thought he was like getting stumped by his amputee <laughs> girlfriend. Or was it his wife? She was his wife, she, right? Yeah, he, he married her. Yeah. She's a bitch, though. But I also hate Paul McCartney, and he deserves it. <laughs> Sir Paul. So, 15 Ryan Cokes deep. Ryan Gingers, I believe, actually. Rum and and my friend and I striking out with all the girls there. And we're, like, hammered. It was an all-you-can-drink place. So we, that's why we had 50 in our system. <laughs> we decided we are going to go paint this rooftop, which is something I used to like to do. Um, this guy was a tagger. Like, he was, mm-hmm. like, a street artist. Cool. In Japan. Me, yeah, in Japan. Yeah. But uh, I think he also did. He's from the States. I think he also did the States. But he's really good. Yeah. Still do, but I used to too. Um, but not as hardcore. That time I was really hardcore. So I went to this spot in Harajuku. Uh, Harajuku. Uh, I just want to say probably where. But um, we're painting and the police came up and caught us, basically. Uh, my friend's got his face slammed into the concrete smashed all his teeth out I go to Japanese jail for a little while and uh, I'm sitting in this uh, one cell uh, or I'm before the cell they're questioning me and I'm just like I don't speak Japanese Like, oh. see that's kind of scary because when you're foreign I've heard and you're over there and you fuck up they just ship your ass back mm-hmm. and you're never allowed back in the country yeah they can do enough. that to people yeah. yeah like they're like they'll send you back to whatever country you came from and you and you're get like, banned banned forever mm-hmm. yeah talk to a lawyer and this fat dude comes in and just starts kicking me like just kick the shit out of me and then leaves I never saw him again bad cop bad cop and then uh, the other highlight was well there's a lot I could go on you you guys can ask me questions or whatever oh I have some Uh, my cellmates you know I was in there for eight days with these uh, dudes two of them were in on sex crimes and the one guy was like uh, he was a serial rapist and he had black teeth and I still never see anyone with black teeth Okay, I want to know, how did you know these guys, like what crimes they did? Like, did they yeah, speak English? Saying, oh, yeah, because you can't speak Japanese. Yeah, and they're speaking Japanese. Like, how would you know? That's what I want to know. This, like, I want to hear more about this black teeth. The black tooth guy? Were, the, were they he black teeth because he, like, stained them? Or were they black teeth because they're rotten? I'm imagining rotten. I'm, I'm imagining, like, he's big and fat and has no hair. Oh, serial rapist. Yeah. Yeah, so like in Japanese jail, do you guys have bunk mm-hmm. beds? Uh, yeah, I want to know about the situation. Is it like a drunk tank, you know, that they chuck you in sometimes just to dry out where all yeah. of you are in one room and there's only one toilet? But eight days, though. Oh, I imagine toilet. that's how Japanese jail is. Oh, God. And so 
Do you bathe? Did you drop the soap? Are you nervous about it? I well, mean, you shouldn't be nervous about dropping the sho- soap in Japanese jail because it's not going to hurt, <laughs> is it? Come on. There's a reason all the Japanese women want Western men. That was like, he was pretty nice, but he had alopecia and he was like caught with his fingers in a 16-year-old on the train. I was just like, dude, if you touched my, my sister or my, my girlfriend, I would fucking murder you. He's like a chican. I was about to say, what's the word for it? Chican. Chican. And they have like chican whistles. And mm-hmm. so it, if, if you, I remember when we were riding on the train and talked about this on the show, <laughs> I was with uh, my buddy Johnny, who lives there. Uh, shout out to the Got Faded podcast. And he, I was like, I'm going to yell chican and point to my friend Danny. And he was like, you can't do that. Evil and I was Jew. just like, why? Yeah, he's like, do it. He's like, you can't do that. I'm like, why? He goes, all three of us are going to get beaten. I'm like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Because they don't care. They can't tell the difference between white people. We're just, all three of us can get beaten. I was like, well, it might be funny. He's like, it's not funny. <laughs> it's, no it's not funny. funny. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I didn't do it, but it would have been funny. <laughs> and I, was, I was doing like incline push-ups against the bars just to let them know I was the alpha. <laughs> I think he was me off probably pretty quick, but uh, yeah, it was a hell of an experience. I ended up paying my way out of it. And uh, I was up for a year and a half for crisscrossing and all sorts of other shit. Um, but it was a bad time. Uh, some of the worst times of my life. That uh, sucks. Tell us more. You go to the, um, <laughs> the sentencing is in this huge fucking court building. And like all these old men and Yakuza are just taking shits right next to you mm-hmm. in this fucking little wood room. You're not allowed to sleep. You're not allowed to talk. You're just supposed to sit for fucking like eight hours on a wood bench. And it's torture, man. You know, absolute bullshit. All right, I want to hear a little bit more of this there, Adam. I do, too. Did you get fucked with at all? Like, did anyone try to fight you? Um, Mm -hmm. Is it like that there? Would you rather be in, like, a U.S. jail or a Japanese jail? Or a British jail. Yeah, what do you think's worse, a British jail or a U.S. jail? You know, people talk about, like, British jails being easy because... When you get to a certain level, you can have like PlayStations and microwaves and all that shit. What? You get a PlayStation in your fucking cell? Uh, yeah, you gotta be a bad fucking bastard to get a PlayStation in your cell and to have Who's no that? one rat on you. But Bronson, do you think that guy? No, Bronson does not. Bronson has like one? a fucking empty room with nothing in it. What about those two brothers? They made all those movies about the craze. Them. Yeah, yeah, the, the craze. The craze were like they... in and out of Broadmoor, which is a mental institution. They had fucking nothing either. You don't think they got they got a no, PlayStation? No, they may have got like their stories in the papers, but like they got fucking nothing. The food in British jails is fucking atrocious. You can't survive off it. I don't know how anyone in British jails survives on the food. Well, they always, I bet the food in Japanese jail probably is pretty good, far actually. Superior I mean, to the Seven Elevens in Japan are amazing. Yeah, compared to what you get in American jail, because they've got that neutral loaf, haven't they? You ever heard about that? No, but like American jail, don't they just? It's just like terrible, like really, like high fat foods, and then they you get no neutral loaf is like it's awful. Really, I thought I've it was seen like videos fattening, and everyone gets gains a ton of weight. Yeah, people and... gain a ton of weight because it's all like carbs, and you're not doing fuck all. Yeah. But, like Nutrilof is not. You don't what get any it? vitamins. It's like a blend of like loads of fucking food and no salt and no pepper, and it's like baked into a loaf, and they feed you it. <laughs> That's and it's like all carrot shavings and shit. No, I'm not even sure if there's. No, it's vegetarian. Nutrilof is vegetarian. But I mean, they just give you a chunk of Nutrilof, and that's and that's some milk, some fucking applesauce, and like there you go. So here's a bunch of carbs put on 2,000 stone. You're like, yeah, and then you come out. 
Some guy punks you out and takes your applesauce, <laughs> stuck with your loaf. No, what are those things? They have those little like moon pies or something that they What's get from the commissary. Pie? It's like a little snack, like a little Debbie snack you get from the commissary. The commissary, and it's like money. Yeah, we prison. we've got commissary over here. Like when I've written to prisons in the past, they want they want money for the they commissary. Probably, they probably want but money to get those moon pies. We don't have little moon pies. I'd be like, I, I want to send moon pies. you two hundred like moon pies. Sugar cakes or these like little cook like these. Are cookies. they like little? Are they like pies in the shape of a moon? Because that's what I'm. Well, a moon pie is kind of like chocolate covered in like with like a marshmallow inside. Ooh. Like a wafer. Ooh, like know. like a tea cake. A ton yeah. Of tea cake. Yeah, kind of like that, but they're like but they're shaped like a pancake. Oh. You've never seen one of those? No, I'm very intrigued as to a moon pie. I'll have to get one for you. I'll send it out. <laughs> All right, last call we have here is uh, from the Atheist Preacher. Hello, Brother D, Sister Kate, this is Atheist Preacher. I'm uh, <laughs> calling for two things. First off, I would like to uh, anoint Sister Kate into the in new... Uh, thick and long 3.0. He's, he's a preacher, former and preacher. I'd like to give him my blessing. I Blessed know that uh, the approval of random people is uh, very important to you guys, I'm sure. <laughs> that's I'm why sure we're that, on. I'm sure that matters. <laughs> that's why we're both on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's why we do this show. <laughs> yeah. So I just want you guys to be able to sleep at night and uh, know that I approve of it. And I would like to issue a rebuke mm. to the city of Los Angeles. Ooh. Uh, I'm a truck driver, as you know. Um, and you motherfuckers in California will not let me drive faster than 55, and you people are fucking rude. <laughs> you know that? I do know that. Fucking Los Angeles drivers. Southern California drivers, not just Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. That whole, like, Southern California area, Orange County. They're fucking assholes. It sucks driving around there. Even on the highways. You can only the highways is the worst. I mean, it's bad enough in the city, but in the, on the highways, everyone... The thing is with LA drivers, I've always said this about it, a lot of people in other cities, I've driven other cities, like Chicago, the Michigan, mm -hmm. they're cautious and respectful towards your fellow drivers. LA drivers always take the gamble. They, they will city cut driving. you off because they'll know that you're not going to hit them. You've never driven on the continent here, have you? You've never, nah, driven, never in driven in Germany or Poland. But are they Good that, are they that bad? Like, do they get in yeah. accidents? Well, that's Autobahn. There is no speed limit. Yeah, but I mean, are, but are people respectful and like, they, they, they don't want to like, hmm. smash their BMWs? Because in L.A. In Poland... Depends. Oh, in LA, they don't give a shit. And if they smash their car, they also don't give a shit because they have no insurance, so it doesn't even matter. So he was saying 55. So well, that's 55. For trucks. For trucks. Uh, for trucks. That's fucking slow. That's yeah. really slow. I mean, I, I guess. I don't know what the. I'm, I'm, I'd be for surprised. Trucks, that's I'd be slow. surprised on the highway. But I mean, then again, it's like, it's rare that you're even going 55 in LA because you're usually well, yeah, stopping that's true, and go traffic. It's like, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I agree with you. LA drivers are assholes. I go and I let this motherfucker over, and he gives you the finger. Wants to flip me off and yep. fucking brake check me and this shit. This is every day you pulls drive out that. a gun. Like you fuckers out in California. I've had that happen before too. I was trying to like get over. I didn't even realize there's so many cars, and if you get like a break in traffic, you just move for it. I guess I didn't realize I cut this guy off, and I just kept driving. And this dude was really upset. Mm -hmm. And he's, he kept trying to like pull next to my car. 
like really close to my car. Uh-huh. And I didn't know what he was doing. I just, I didn't even realize because I was just like tired and I wanted to get home from work. And I look over and this like Hispanic guy was in this car. He rolls down his window and he just like picks up his gun and was just showing it to me. What type of gun is it? I don't know, like a silver looking, I don't know, 38 like a maybe. No, it wasn't a Magnum. It, was, no. it wasn't that big. It was like maybe a 38. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like, he just picked it up. It's like a revolver. And he was like, just showing it to me. Like, what's up? And I was just like, what did I do again? I didn't remember what I did again. But this is very common. A lot mm. of people in LA have like, How did oh. you react then when he showed you his gun? Was I just kind of was just... like, I waved. <laughs> I did a little Jew. <laughs> I just like, like waved. And then I was like, yeah. you know. Uh, and luckily, <laughs> yeah. luckily, my like exit was coming up. But yeah. I was quite nervous. Fucking hell. Yeah. But that's it's common there. Need to learn to fucking drive. Okay? <laughs> No wonder this guy's not a preacher anymore. You'll you'll know it's me driving around because I'm the one flicking lit cigarette butts out the window trying to burn that fucker down. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Adios, lick my balls. Amen. Yeah, that's that's one thing you might want to try to look into is Trucker Paul. When he used to call in, he's the guy that coined the phrase lick my balls. When Trucker Paul used to call in, he would say whenever he drove by a Prius, he would shit in a Walmart bag because he would just I, yeah I remember he, yeah he had these call. Walmart bags that he had shit in and there'd be like you know a bag of shit that he was waiting to throw out at the next truck stop but if he saw a Prius he would just whip it out the window pop the phone so maybe uh, atheist preacher here maybe you should shit in some Walmart bags just tie them off so they don't smell and just wait until that happens and just toss one of those yeah I feel like he should start making games like that specifically just to do in California <laughs> Just to be like, this is for when I'm ready. Like maybe you get like a one of those massive big gulps. Start filling that up with piss. Just and when you get case. to California and the people are assholes, you know, just just lob that out the window. Yeah, but there you, you can still get shot, so you gotta be careful. He's in a truck. Like they're gonna have to have really good aim. Yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. People call the Sick Around Hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. So this week we've been getting a lot of emails from people trying to guess Kate's accent. Some of the people have been close. Yeah, I've been getting DMs as well with people just people desperate guessing. to know. I w- I've told a few people that originally I'm from Camden, okay, but I was not raised in Camden. So sometimes I do might have a bit of Camden twang. But the, but you're saying like where you're actually from, not where, where I'm you're currently from, living, where but where I you're was actually raised, from. and like I live near there now. Oh, okay. okay, so this is like your act. This is Kate's home. Yes, unfortunately, it's my home. I have no idea why I still live here. (laughs) So we've had a few people be pretty close. Very close. It is a competition. If you can guess the actual city that Kate's from, we're going to send you a a special prize. One more week. Give it, keep it open one more week. One more week. All right, one more week and we'll announce the winner. Best way to support the show is by becoming a sick and wrong patron. Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Um... We do appreciate everybody supporting us. We do. Um, yeah, and one thing I can tell you, Kate is into Patreon. She's got all these crazy ideas, these newfangled <laughs> concepts that I didn't, never even dreamed about. And so we're doing this new uh, bonus episode now that we're only putting out on Patreon. It's called Overkill. And it's somewhat related to the topic that we discuss on the mm-hmm. show, but it's kind of like a tangent that we explore more deeply. Yeah, it's like mini profiles of like whatever we think is interesting. And sometimes it will just be me 
Sometimes it will be like both of us together. Yeah. And yeah. Then, sometimes there will be interviews and we'll get people to come in and talk about whatever we've been talking about. It's just kind of like a bonus episode. It's like around yeah, 20 to 30 fun. minutes. This week we did like the uh, the history of deathmatch. Yeah, so it's focusing on like Terry Funk and Mick Foley and Dino's nothing about wrestling. No. So it's me telling him about wrestling a lot. Kate really did a lot of research and actually kind of you kind of went through the whole like history, mm-hmm. not just of WWE, but the history of deathmatch wrestling in Japan and all the different types. Yeah. And it's fucking gnarly. It is gnarly. It is gnarly. I didn't know anything about this. And uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, definitely go check it out. Just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Part of sick and wrong 3.0 is we're doing a Patreon 3.0. So um, one of the things, too, the story we did this week was rather nostalgic for me. Um, yes. It was, uh, we, we both kind of reminisced <laughs> about the, uh, the throwing shit at people from moving cars. <laughs> kind of like we were just telling the, uh, the atheist preacher to do. So anyway, just go to patreon.com slash wrong. Within the next few weeks, we're going to be updating all the rewards. There's going to be some new shit that we're going to be sending out. And we Lots do appreciate the support. Uh, also, uh, I know some people have been buying some shirts and face masks from the new T Public store. Um, keep in mind, this not not this week. Yeah, yeah, actually this week, November seventeenth through the twenty second, they're doing a big pre Cyber Week sale. Mm-hmm. So if you want to just wait a little bit, it's like thirty percent off everything on the site. I know T shirts are going to be like around thirteen bucks, but they have a lot of cool shit. And you got what, everything. Well, what's cool about it is you could just brand it all. And so, like, they have, like, wall tapestries, face masks, stickers, T-shirts, mm-hmm. baseball tees, everything. So, yeah, just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash shop and uh, click on the picture of the Pope and go to the Tee Public store. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week is uh, Kate picked this song out. It's a new band, um, Sakuran Zensen. Yeah. They're Japanese were, band. Yeah, there are a bunch of, like, young kids really into them. Like, there's a they, lot of they good look bands. super young. Like, how old yeah, are these guys? Yeah, they're school kids. They kind of remind me of, like, I don't know if you know the band Jakobin Arena from Iceland. Don't know them. They kind of reminded me of the Hives. They're very Hives, there. So are Jakobin yeah. Arena. They were around, like, Jakobin Arena were around 2005, but they created the band in school and they kind of got somewhere. And these guys are just like that. They're just like school kids. And I, I think it's great. There's it's a lot a, it's of a great It's a very catchy bands song, yeah. From, but rather than like, I played a Guitar Wolf last year. Oh, yeah, Everyone no, knows who Guitar yeah. Wolf are. And that was a great band. I've seen yeah, that a great times. band. And there was like, I've played with Electric Eel Shock as well. They're great Did you ever play with Jism? <laughs> no, no band. one has played a Jism. So good. They're yeah, great. Yeah. Jism are probably like my favorite Japanese band. Yeah, they're super good. But this week mm-hmm. we're going to end the uh, show here with Sakuran Zensen. Bunch of 16-year-old school kids singing a song called Taxi. But pretty cool band. Definitely awesome. go check them it's out. Awesome. It's enjoyable. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 766. Till then, take it sleazy.
saying that periods don't have blood yeah it's not blood Period, i disagree blood is, with that no. because i've tasted it before all and right it so, tastes like like irony blood so you're disagreeing with me who has like 20 years experience of having periods yeah but how often you, you ever, how many periods have you had d have i tasted or have? no how, how many have you had you've obviously <laughs> had a lot i've had a, i've had a few yeah, to come up with this. Well, I've had them monthly since I was 13. 